0: We're going to go to three, a two, and a one. The word is going to be no. We,
1: we we run the show. This is not your podcast. Yeah, this oh, is this weekend podcast. Jeez. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Go on. Then. So, uh, Japanese tourist, founder of the very well-known sports car racing website, Sports Car
1: Three Sixty Six, <laughs> and the man who killed my favorite bus line, <laughs> Graham Goodwin.
2: If you could describe this dinner we just had in one word, what would it be? Root musta.
3: Root must Yeah, bus? they're my favorite your bus. My favorite bus. Yeah.
2: yeah. And now for
1: Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire, with your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Play Holder Radio
3: sound. <laughs>
2: Dinner with Racers. Dinner with Racers. I'm Ryan Eversley. I'm Sean Heckman. And we are sitting here enjoying a lovely meal at your home right after coming off a big road trip where we got a lot of content made for you guys. Now, normally we would do the hosting from inside the car, but we thought, let's get out of the car. We've been in the car too much doing all sorts of crazy stuff. In fact, we've been in the car so much that if you tracked our mileage, we think we would have gone to the moon and back based on nothing whatsoever.
1: Just assumption. Yes. Which pretty much works in our sport. Mm -hmm. We are the of just faking everything we do. (laughs) You're getting
2: angrier as this goes on. So we just got done driving all over the country making all sorts of shows. We have podcasts. We have our streaming series we'll talk about in a second. But first, let's talk about Graham Goodwin. Graham's been in the sport for a long time. He's more known as the guy behind DailySportsCar.com. He's been a part of several different websites, but he is a stalwart of sports car racing. He does commentary, he does journalism, and he's just a lovely guy.
1: So Graham is a staple of, specifically of the sports car scene. That's how you know uh, DailySportsCar.com is his deal. Uh, this Week in Sports Cars, the podcast. When it comes to somebody who knows his way around the paddock and tells a good story... I would definitively argue that Graham Goodwin is the absolute best sports car journalist out there. Really? Yeah. Okay. When it comes to sports car, you like sports car? I love sports car. You like journalism? I do. Graham Goodwin. That's it. 100%. Done and done. I can think of no one else. There is no one left. Graham Goodwin is the sports car journalist.
2: Graham has a former career being a press officer for the British government, so he had some amazing stories that we talked about that we didn't even know existed when it came to that stuff. His history is very interesting, and he's very well spoken about it, and very passionate, too. But some of the other things that he's known for is having the absolute best sports car racing website.
1: So when it comes to a sports car-based website, you're arguing that Graham has the best one. There's no argument. Uh, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you whatsoever. We also fix sports car racing.
2: Again, during the Daytona 24-hour week, we were able to get a couple of people that were staying from the Roar over for the 24-hour. And we looked at our schedule, we saw Graham was available, and we thought, oh, man, we got
1: to get him. Absolutely. And we were able to get him thanks to the Peach Valley Cafe. I think I had a waffle. And I had a chicken sandwich. For breakfast. I did, yeah, yeah. Uh Yeah, with maple syrup. Yeah, (laughs) it might not be that bad, actually. i try it, i try it. Of course, to get to the Beach Valley Cafe, one must drive a vehicle. Now, we are blessed to have an Acura MDX. Blessed. But you know what we were also blessed to have with? Mr. Rene Rast. Rene Rast drove us there. We're not stopping. We're making really good time here. Sure. Now, of course, we couldn't have gotten there if it wasn't for the Acura MDX that was provided by your people. My peeps at Acura But more importantly for both of us, yes. we're four amazing tires. They oh. don't just make tires. No. They also make hoses. Shoes. They make shoe soles. Belts. Rubberiness is next to godliness. That's is that what right? I think. Is that yeah. their new motto? <laughs> that is I, that we just marketed <laughs> We just made that happen. We just marketed the f out of That's this. That's
2: right. So while we're talking about
1: Continental Tire, Sean, oh. what has Continental Tire made happen for us? They uh, well, they made a television show happen. Mm-hmm. They did it all. <laughs> they did it all. They're sitting there at late night editing. Production company. They were instrumental yeah. in making our current TV show happen, which is on. Motor
2: Trend. That's right. You can go to youtube.com forward slash Motor Trend Watch. We've got all sorts of cool stuff up there whether it's iRacing Leagues, we have our TV streaming series, we have some podcasts up there. Just look us up. Dinner with Racers on YouTube. But continue to support Continental the way you have because it is allowing us to make more shows and get our streaming series on Motor Trend and that's all thanks to you guys the fans so we can't do it without you. Okay, well, Sean didn't make me do it so I'll do it myself. Continental Tire! Yeah, do it. (laughs) I did it. All right. Graham Goodwin.
1: Hey, hey Ryan Sean Ryan Sean Ryan I'm over here Sean Oh yeah, Sean. yeah, yeah. Sean. Hey Yeah Turn the light on Fans should comment on the motor train YouTube stuff Agreed Cool Meow, Me-ow. 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 Alright we're gonna start in five, four,
2: three, two. Hey look at oh. this guy Oh there it is right. Early Early,
0: Early. Oh, <laughs> All right. Let's see okay What's going on Oh yeah, wow. Sean. Nice Sean. you're so Sean You busy sir. Yeah You you involved in something at the moment? You! Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we, yeah. Have this, we have
1: this uh, meal we're doing. Yeah, this we're
2: doing English a podcast. Guy. Yeah, we're going to put you right there
0: in the middle. Oh we into it already? Oh, okay. yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. That Straight was, in. We heard all of that. Is that, is that tea? No, it's all coffee. Okay. And oh cocaine. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, We learned last night that Oliver Jarvis... <laughs> yeah, did you know Oliver Jarvis is selling... Um, he's a drug dealer? Yeah. Is he again? Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah, I he's thought I'd back that, on, thought he's I on the sauce. That's so He was telling
2: us about some caffeine that... The like actual like liquid caffeine yeah. extract, I guess, that yeah. Marino Franchitti was bringing to the track and these little vials. So fr-
0: Franchitti's involved as well. Yes, yeah.
2: exactly. It sounds like he's the ringleader. It's to right. me, that's and just as he
0: was explaining more and more of it to
2: us. He's like, Well do like cyclists take it. We're like, this is doping. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like not helping works. your case." So yeah. cyclists <laughs> take it is supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> Make it that, that's the validation. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Legit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I don't think you, you understand what you're doing right now, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna get drug tested every race next year. Oh damn. Yeah. Nice kid. Anyway, how are you?
0: We're good. I mean no, it's, yeah. it, it is so, so <laughs> nice to be back. I mean, the last time I was in the States was for the Rolex two years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. So yeah. we've been traveling in Europe and a little further beyond, yeah. but, but rather less than we otherwise would. Right. So this is the first time I crossed the pond for two years. Yeah. yeah. Remarkably, it only occurred to me a week ago. Someone sent me a picture. Of the Rolex in 2002, which was my yeah. first yeah, time. Yeah, because this in. is your 20th well, year. You and I have We did. Yeah, yeah. And that is the 20th anniversary yeah. event. In fact, yeah, I think I'm right. We we covered the event without the website ready. We actually backloaded it. Right. So this was the first event for Daily Sports Car 20 years ago. And it's, um, oh, God, it's been a ride. Oh, yeah. God, we've yeah. seen some stuff. But, no, I mean, coming back, it's you're open, which is not like most As of the places we just Let me stop you there. <laughs> <laughs> Florida is open.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> the south. The south is open. Some of us got off the plane and were like, oh, right, yeah, uh, I'm in a different world where I well, am. Right well, yeah, well, you know, we've yeah, been, we've been
0: traveling since, so we, yeah, we like everywhere else, had locked down until mm, summer yeah. 2020. We've been traveling since then, but with, I mean, major restrictions. Yeah, major yeah, yeah, restrictions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. um Give an idea, because uh, I, th- uh, I kept count. Yeah. Uh, last month was my 170th PCR test Good. since this started. Holy shit! Yeah. And this year, until May, um, from May onwards, things started to ease off. Yeah. By May this year, and in this year, I'd isolated for 74 days. Wow. So you don't, because ha- you're, you're isolating coming back from places. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Okay. Yeah. So it's been.
1: So to any of the European tracks, you're you're testing to get to anywhere. uh, You're
0: testing to go to your testing on arrival. Yeah, Yeah. you're testing every three days while you're there, and then you're testing to come back. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you know, through a fair period of time, the average was because you're traveling quite often. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you're testing two and eight days to come home in the UK. Mm-hmm. That you're testing probably every three or four days. Right, so one thing I absolutely know is I've not got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you're in Florida. Give it a couple of yeah, days. But but yeah, a, yeah, uh, but yeah, you might have hepatitis now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a different. Thing. That's a different thing. Yeah, that's not, that's Sebring. But it's, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it coming across and talking to some of the guys who've come from Europe for this, you know, it's it's refreshing because look, putting aside put aside the politics. Come Go my God, there's too much politics at the moment. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I'm not sure whether or not we've got a prime minister at this point. Nice. <laughs> oh, so yeah,
1: we, yeah, lot yeah, going on. Yeah, we we did
0: some research. <laughs> we heard you really
1: like politicians. Yeah. So
0: what are we? I don't know if you you know my background. Yes. We, yeah. Well, there we you go. We did research. I didn't until we did our yeah. research. So, yeah. so, so yeah. let's
1: let's jump into this. Daily Sports Car is what we know you from, which yeah. is, which is literally in its 20th anniversary <laughs> this it's weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that was a, uh, a group you were with. You're basically the guy that's running that now. But yeah. you've been in this sport forever on the sports car side.
0: Uh, but yeah,
1: started as a press officer. I
0: did. I did. Well, so I trained as a journalist at eighteen. I decided not to go to college. Um, I decided to go straight into work. Uh, trained as a journalist at eighteen. The training went fine. The business side didn't. Um, it's a long story, not for this podcast about what happened to the newspaper trade in the UK at that point. Mm-hmm. My fallback option was I became a civil servant. It's as simple as that. I went into the media side of the civil service, and I spent twenty years as a government press officer yeah. across. UK government, worked for a couple of, worked for Thatcher, worked in Thatcher's uh, press office, mm-hmm. worked in John Major's press like office.
1: for their, like, as in the prime minister's office? So 100%, Okay. the okay, oh, yeah, yeah. 10. Yeah. So, uh, wait, were so you the person at the podium uh, No, the never thing? did that. Okay, we never did okay. That. Okay. Okay. So,
0: the, all of the, uh, it's anonymized, or uh, uh, was, you know, I was a, uh, g- a I government spokesman. I yeah. worked
1: across How very British. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like that's not how we do. it is. We're, we're so British. Yeah. Um, but it's,
0: <laughs> it, it's, it's an, it's oddly different then that it was now. I was a public servant. Yeah. So it didn't matter whether yeah. or not it was a right wing government, left wing mm-hmm. government. I've worked for both. Sir. Um, <laughs> what do you say? I don't they, understand. They, or you they, just they, lost our whole audience. Yeah, yeah. Just now. <laughs> they, 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 they can't fire us. Uh, but now can we just call you Sean it's Spicer? Fra- it's fra- <laughs> can we just hear the Sean Spicer? The Sean Spicer. Oh, the PR. fun we had. I think, <laughs> uh, we, we came through several years of my wife waking up saying, the same words to me and they weren't oh, I love you darling it was what's he done this time oh, yeah. ah, so um, yeah. Yeah. it's it's difficult to watch politics yeah. not just in our country but yeah. across the world at the moment it's difficult because and here's the first little soundbite boys and girls Here is go. my profession whether or not people believe it or not was based on truth it was based on you the question comes in, you answer the question. Yeah. And the key part of being a journalist was ask the right questions. Yeah. Sure, um, sure. So it, it's it's tough at the moment to watch. You know what I just happened? Fake news. Yeah. Fake, fake, news, fake, right news. <laughs> yeah, fake <laughs> news right <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So fake news right there. Yeah. Answer a question truthfully. That's fake. Now,
1: No, I would say so like during the Thatcher, I was a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was a kid, Burn. and I'm 75 yeah. years yeah. old. Yeah. Burn. Uh, yeah. But like, so I'm not like a. Uh, Compared to the polarized era now, I don't know what Thatcher's reputation in terms of a polarizing right figure, very right wing, okay. and she
0: was a very polarizing figure, okay. and is to this day hated by quite a lot of people on the left in I the yeah, UK, a and yeah. fair number on the right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but the yeah, she was you know uh, I guess characterized by her attitude to. Unions, um, okay. uh, the Falklands War was her deal. So it was an interesting time to be in politics. The, the, but a press the, officer is an
1: employee of the government, not, not right. the administration. Completely the it is correct. Here. There was a yeah. separation, if you like. I got gotcha. you.
0: So uh, that, that doesn't necessarily, that's not necessarily the case anymore. I see. The key part about all of that with, with my involvement with in the sport was I'm a government employee, I cannot work as a journalist in any way, shape, or form. So I didn't. Oh, copy. My interest was coming up because my son, who's now in his thirties, and yeah. um, we went racing every uh, every other weekend at Brands Hatch and went further afield, and okay. that ended up with, James wanted to go and watch the McLarens at Le Mans, so we did, yeah. in 95, and okay. that changed absolutely everything. I found a thing at the time called Sports Car World, a very early mm-hmm. kind of website, 95, mm-hmm. yeah. 96, that was, yeah. was it
1: Was it through AOL?
0: Uh, I a compuserve, I think. CompuServe, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, and that was a guy called Malcolm Cracknell. Yeah. So Malcolm, you've certainly met. yes. Um, and Malcolm was the founding editor of that. That moved on through a slightly um, a difficult kind of uh, growth era where he was effectively sued by a Texan Lotus dealer. Huh. Called Sports Car World, who uh, wanted the who wanted the domain name. Yeah, right. And Malcolm yeah. lost, unfortunately. Oh, ooh. I didn't know that. And uh, that was yeah. nasty. That became yeah. Super Sports Car World. Yeah. And then a year with a thing called Total, Total Motorsport, Sport. Right, uh, right, right, which yeah. was funded by a guy. I'll say funded, allegedly funded mm-hmm. by a guy running a Lexus touring car team. Chuck Goldsboro? Uh No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then once that was going pear-shaped, uh, yeah. at the end of that year, when everybody realised we weren't going to get paid. Yeah. Uh, three of us sat down around a table. And that was Malcolm, myself, and a guy called John Brooks. You might yeah, remember John. Yes, yeah. uh, one of the th- three of the four founding members mm-hmm. of uh, Daily SportsCon. In 2002, we set up the Big Orange website. Yeah. and I like that,
1: that you were already off to a real... Education on sports car racing before yeah. you'd ever yeah. even started. You've already
2: realized you're not going to get paid by people, there's going to be criminals, people are yeah, going to hate each, each other. Like, oh, you haven't been
0: in, yeah. haven't been so in Day it. one hasn't even started, yeah, and you already right. know how miserable it can get. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly how miserable it can get. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, we, we we lived through the eras of the uh, the, oh, the fantastic one this guy called James Monroe in British GT uh-huh. who bought a big orange McLaren and in fact, I rode a car to go with it and bought Ducati <laughs> motorcycles for key team members and for his business, bro. Absolutely, yeah, and his yeah. Uh, his short era. Uh, in in sports car racing ended when the managing director of the company he was the senior accountant for woke up one morning and thought, why is my accountant standing on a podium at Alton Park. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Massive fraud. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. so you're sponsoring him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he went and did time, and in fact, he's done it three times since. Yeah. So um, that is what Old you call... Uh, die hard. Yeah. It might be a career criminal, but it's not a very yeah. good yeah. career. But, uh, yeah. but so yeah, yeah, that's always been an undercurrent of, of this. But I got into it because my son was into it and yeah. it was what we did and it was something we did together yeah. and um, I just loved it uh,
1: so, so what I'm hearing is not the lifelong motorsport passion no. but you took the safe job no. and yeah. then you found the yeah. side like no, it, was yeah. implica- it so happened. your son James
0: so James would have been let uh, me think he would have been five, six, seven years old yeah. uh, my first marriage had not gone well okay. and um, star uh, wife <laughs> 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 but but uh, <laughs> you got a choice: you, you you involve your kids, or you're not, or you become a, what I call a McDonald's dad, or you're not. And yeah. I wasn't yeah. going to do either of those things. I yeah. love my boy, and we went racing, and that was a that was a really so that was your thing. Hundred with, the, with the, yeah. sort of the split. Hundred yeah. percent. So when okay. you say you
2: went racing, you guys were fans. That would just fans. go go we check were, out all these
0: we events. Would, we and, would sit would sit at Hill Bend, yeah. Brands yeah. Hatch, yeah. and whatever was on that week, we'd go and see it. And, and this then, is
1: because he had discovered it and was into it.
0: Uh I, I think I was looking for something we could do together. He was sure, a, he was he was into his cars. We we okay. you know the. What age them, was
1: he when all this started happening?
0: Uh, was he like was ra- he was coming racing with me, five six years old. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And Lamonty was seven.
1: So very that that's the key impressionable oh, yeah, age yeah, 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 to yeah. be. I, in he, I yeah, mean yeah. He, the,
0: the yeah. very first race he went to with us, um, he was in a push yeah, in a stroller, and it was the nineteen eighty eight Silverstone five hundred kilometers. You'll know that one, because that was the one where the Sauber's wiped out. Um, at the final turn, coming through with a little Tiger. So he was there at the fence line with us for that race. That was, I think, one of only two Group C races I ever saw. So my era really is kind of BPR, GT1, and then onwards from there. And because I'm a, you know, uh, massive, what we would call a bobble hat, um, you know, once you're into something, it becomes pretty much all-consuming. And I just, I, I love the sport. I love the people within the sport. The storylines are fascinating. And once I'd found that passion, then it was all guns blazing. I started out as a weekend warrior with Malcolm covering the British GT Championship in 2000-2001. And then with Daily Sports Car, it's just moved on, and now it's it is a an absolute full time job yeah. with DSC, with the TV stuff, with some other stuff in the right. background, podcasting with Marshall, and, yeah. and all of that. So
1: but not not a the family business growing up, not even something you grew no. up with. child. no, I mean no, it's, the, the it's, I have,
0: I, I'm one of seven children, yeah. and uh, I've got one brother, five sisters. That is my cross. year were you born? Pardon? What 64. Okay. okay, 64. So I'm 50, several years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm none really of my family. I've got uh, maybe one sister and a husband are pretty much in the form of One. Where are you
1: in the in the scheme of seven? Third, two two older sisters. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so so I'm the quiet co- like As middle as middle children can get. This, this, yeah, this, yeah.
0: Is, this is how this is how worrying the family is. I'm the quiet one. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> imagine imagine That's that. Holidays uh, uh, must be fun. Yeah. That. About to say. Thank God, uh, there's no Thanksgiving over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, Why not? so. <laughs> So they, we've got the spooky thing where there's the five sisters, all of them do all sorts of different things, and there's two brothers, and he's 14 years younger than me, but he's also a journalist, mm-hmm. um, and in a completely different area. Area. He works for one of our national newspapers. Okay. But we, it's a, the spookiest part of it is, given the opportunity to write long form, he writes in exactly the same way that I write. <laughs> he has the same <laughs> sense of humor yeah. that I've got. It's a very different angle to my family, which is, dad was a naval officer, Left the Navy when uh, his family outgrew his salary Uh and worked in a factory till the day he died, and a proud working class guy.
1: So, you don't grow up as a lifelong racing guy? I I was
0: into cars. I like cars. Sure. And I think the thing with with the boy was that uh, he was pretty quickly into his cars. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's one of his little party tricks, not in any way encouraged by me, was, you know, he'd be in the car on the bus and. He'd be able to name every car on the road, and yeah. racing came with that. So that just sounds
1: like the like <laughs> the Goodwin trait OCD. Oh, completely. 100%. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's right there. You yeah, yeah, if you sitting yeah. there right now, yeah. he just
0: likes like a slightly cooler version of me. Yeah, okay. Okay. Which okay. would be Fair. not that cool even then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, um, wow. but poor, um, the one thing I James. would say is there was there were I was pretty much into Formula One. Yeah. As a you know, so I remember you know uh, those defining moments. Um, Ronnie Peterson was mm-hmm. my hero and that was the first person who I regard as being close to me that I lost and cried about yeah, yeah. so that that was awful and actually coming into you know first marriage that was a big thing for us on a Sunday we'd sit and watch the Grand Prix and there'd be snacks and blah 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 yeah. but anything other than that that kind of Murray Walker you know uh, BBC coverage of the Formula 1 wasn't really there you know we maybe did some bits and pieces but, mm-hmm. um, but it, it came pretty quickly uh i'd say was probably kind of 94 95 through and then we started to travel and do a bit more with silverstone and donington yeah. park uh, well and that's
1: when f1 really started having the second wave of blowing yeah. up. yeah yeah plus yeah, yeah. But but for, for, for yeah. racing in
0: england in general is just a big deal there you go yeah. and, and and you know i'd been involved a little bit with racing in the government days so i worked for quite a while for our sports minister so um, that included things like Olympic bids. So we, we, had the genius idea of bidding for the Olympics with Manchester against Sydney because that was always going to work. Okay. So if you're a government
1: yeah. press because I'm still trying to yeah. wrap my head. So if you're a government press officer, yeah. which is effectively, like you're just sort of in the system and then the, you're like a factory driver only you're working uh, nine to five.
0: i I'm working, uh, Nine to five, I would dream of nine to five. Okay. I mean, oh <laughs> my God, the, 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 the yeah. working hours were absolutely punishing. Right. But, but you're yeah. in
1: the system where it's like you're you're going to be doing sports for this period and now you're going to be with the Prime you're, Minister and now you're you transportation
0: part of the kind of the the development thing you're you're shifted from place to place so I started out with the government's uh, effectively marketing agencies that did the public information campaigns. Think everything from forces recruitment through to road safety. Okay. Yeah. Um, and but they, it's we, all housed in one. It's all housed it at that entity. stage it was one one place. It isn't yeah, anymore. It's so yeah. different, yeah. yeah. Okay. Then then uh, let me think uh, what are was trade industry mm-hmm. um, and there was even a motorsport part to that. So that was at the time when the big deal in trade was bringing in what we call in with investment. So Nissan and Toyota and Honda were coming to mm-hmm. the UK. Yeah. So I remember doing the those kind of launches for those big factories what was after that Uh, then it was our department of education and science which was when I started my job there was working for the ministry of sport that came under that Mm -hmm. and then we had this new ministry um, that that sport was a much bigger part of so I was with that for several years Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that was that stayed as a specialism later in life so I got involved with the actual Olympic bid when the Olympics came to London, the transportation side, got involved in a later uh, life with bringing the Tour de France to London for the first time. And, you know, putting 1.4 million people on the streets of London wow. uh, to watch that and the yeah. development plan that went with it. So some cool stuff. Yeah, some, absolutely. You know, uh, it's one of those things where you kind of turn back and you think you're a civil servant, that sounds really boring. It really wasn't. It was yeah. it was uh, amazing well, and time. You're,
1: and you're being put project to project to project, which definitely helps yeah. make it more yeah. exciting. It yeah. does, yeah, yeah, you
0: know, things like the 40th anniversary of D-Day, sure. around oh, the yeah. press yeah. center of that. Yeah, we yeah. had, you know, uh, I think it was Clinton at the time, mm-hmm. came over for that. And, you know, some really, really cool stuff. And it helped, whether or not you're dealing with something small, whether or not you're dealing with some conflict within any other business, you know, whether you're dealing with kind of trying to think about building a business up or an understanding of what this business of sports car racing is, it does give you a window on that because actually it's all the same thing. You're dealing with how do you find the money for this, you know, that does do those figures kind of add up? Is this right. sustainable? And how of do course we fake yes, the numbers to get what we need? hundred yeah. percent. And as we all know with sp- right. sports car racing, no, it doesn't. No, they don't. Right. And so it's, it, but it's, um, it started out as a bit of a hobby with my son. And then the opportunity to do something as a bit of a weekend warrior came. And I pretty quickly realised I want to do more of this. And I worked in the background for many years with Malcolm. Malcolm's health then sadly took a turn for the worse. He had to step away. I took it on uh, while still holding down a pretty big day job. And then seven, by the time this comes out, eight years ago, um, the opportunity came up to step in and do the full season for TV with Weck. WC, that would that was just about enough that would justify that I could at least make start a start moving toward
1: and so doing that yeah, on yeah, air yeah. I mean it, yeah, was, yeah. it
0: was it was a massive downturn in, in salary, Ma- I mean enormous. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. from but at that stage I've been sports car racing? Sports car right. racing. Huh. Yeah. But um but I've been commuting into London for kind of thirty five years by this time yeah. and I've had enough. So yeah, but, um, where do you live? Uh, Epsom on the schedule. If you look, look at London from above, it's kind of seven o'clock and on the outside. Ah, gotcha. so, okay. Um, so the uh, most people will know my hometown. For the Derby, the big uh, horse race yep, that's yep. there. That's about a ten-minute walk from the ah, house. Cool, so it's okay. up on a, up on the the downs, looking down into London. So you're okay. looking down into London. So we're about twenty-five minutes out by by train. But it it's you know, I'm incredibly lucky. Um, that, that no story about Daily Sports Car or about our family is even remotely complete without you know Trudy, my. So, oh, I hate to say current wife, my second wife, mm-hmm. my lifelong partner, <laughs> you say wife. the <laughs> love of my life, a <laughs> wife. You're already uh, better than Renee was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my girlfriend, wife. Wife, uh, whatever uh, she is. Uh, she <laughs> said it, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh, but, you know, without that support and without that understanding that actually at some point, you know, it was going to go bang. I was hating life at that stage. So we built, a garden down, uh, a garden, built a, an office down the bottom of the garden, and that's where... I write from that's where the podcasts uh, are done when I'm uh, when I'm at home on the few occasions I am, and you know life has been pretty happy until so we get into pandemic, and then obviously it's been tough for everybody in every business. Yeah, period. But yep. it, I love what I do. I'm, I'm very. I've never earned less money, never, but I've bluntly never been more fulfilled in the career that I've right. actually got.
1: Well, and having slogged as much as you did for for yeah. all those decades doing the press officer stuff. Uh, you know, to work from home, to not go to have to go to London every day, and and be involved in a sport that you've now grown this passion. It, it means for. I don't have so. to pick
0: up a shotgun and run amok. That's the, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, the main yeah. thing. Is yeah. the, you know they're not going to be on the news. That as, a, uh, well, that's
1: mean. illegal in the UK, sir. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's, here in Florida, though, it's
0: not it's not seen yeah. as a good thing at our place. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you would you would make history. Let's put it this way: rather than just a weekend be night, like night. a Tuesday, in Daytona Beach, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. But, that's uh, but no, that, that's 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 where it, it came from, and um, it started with the writing, and then...
1: Well, the other thing, though, is like, so you you got into, at 18, yep. uh, you got into the journalism business to yep. write, it sounds Correct. like, and it sounds like you've got a brother, like, it sounds like writing and being in that kind yeah, of creative yeah. space was a family deal. I mean, I can say this firsthand, um, when you get into the PR side, if you're a proper PR person, which I was not, uh, you, you're fulfillment. You're not the guy that's spearheading no, the PR campaign. You're dealing with journalists. You're not the journalist. You, so. you, you
0: are you're effectively you're a cog in the, in the machine. And, you know, it's, it's your choice to a degree what part you play in that. And The part I chose to play in that was you want to be an honest broker. You you want to be you're, you're at times dealing with really big stuff. I mean, you know, really big stuff. And in, in the case of the U.K., on the government at the time, that was everything from you know big financial things through to terrorism. Yeah, you were know, you know, there during f- the London bombings, right? Oh, I very much was. Yeah. I mean, that was that, but that was post government. That was in a different job. Sure. But you know, in um, you know, through that period of time in London, you know, I was talking to a, uh, a colleague this morning about it. You know, you forget how much of that was around in the UK at the time with the Irish nationalism, etc. I mean, the reality uh, of my working life is I have been in four buildings that were bombed while I was in them. You know, uh, that's the reality. You know, you, you've, you would on occasion witness terrorist shootings and the kind of level of people losing their mind over what's going on now in the world with fundamentalism. It, you kind of think, Oh God almighty, what would you have been like yeah, yeah, 20 right. years ago? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So it's, I'm not relaxed about it. Uh, I'm as concerned as anybody else would be about it. But there's a level of reality. And my my reality for it is that you don't let people bully you out of living your life. And that has got me into an equal measure of satisfaction about my state of mind and trouble. (laughs) uh, (laughs) What?
1: But to that exact point, like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're... at that point in your career, you're facilitating. Oh yeah, 100%. Right, so you're you're just connecting this to this and and giving resources to this other thing. So when you're seeing, when you're in crisis management, as a facilitator, I imagine it can get, a guy like you who seems to come with a lot of passion, facilitating can be very frustrating because you are not the person you, you want to take action for somebody and you're just watching other people. I have found myself connector.
0: in conflict with powerful people on number, a number of occasions. That means powerful people in terms of the people who are in my organization and powerful people in journalism. And yeah, that does bring conflict with it. And you've got to develop... A bit of a spine about this really and you've got to make a decision about just exactly how are we going to live that life and that means you've got to stand up for yourself yeah you know, i'm no pusher which over.
1: as a facilitator puts you in a lot of it's about like it, you're not it, writing the editorial you're connecting the guy that which is which is exactly
0: why i can't do that job anymore because my style of doing that would not wash in the in the current political climate you'd, you'd be fired with 10 seconds I'd, I'd be blunt i did consider when everything was going south in 2020 and you watch what's going on in places you care about and the people in that in, in government that I trained at pretty senior positions now. And you can see that they're gonna be struggling with limited resource and with all the restrictions. And there was a moment when I thought, do I pick up the phone and say, can I help? But within metaphorical 10 minutes of listening to the bullsh** that was coming out, the answer is no, uh, there's just no point.
1: And is that a shift in PR culture? Or is that specific to like the Boris got, Johnson it, administration? It's
0: it, it, the, the culture in the UK changed, probably with the Blair government. Uh, became a more presidential style of government, and a lot more of the, the key decision makers were political appointees, and that, frankly, is where it's all gone wrong. So, you know, the, here endeth the lesson. But, you know, the reality is you've not got people who don't have a vested interest in a political party advising and making decisions anymore on a day-to-day basis. And that's not been a move for the good. Um, so it's an area where I, I have not a great deal of a sense of humor about it, to be honest with you. And, and I'm blessed with... I do not have a party political affiliation at all. Yeah. At all.
1: Neither do we. No. Wait, in the car earlier,
0: you said... <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, you know, my, my overarching thing is I actually think that party politics is, is the enemy. I think actually politics would be far better if you're dealing with individuals and less tribal because the, what, what, you, what you're what you you doing is you've got the, if you'd like, the deals have been done behind closed doors and then you've been presented with something that actually isn't real. And that's when things start to go south pretty quickly. So sports cars. <laughs> 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 a little bit like Grand m and LMS. Oh boy. Here oh boy. we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, so, but there you go. Tube <laughs> <I don't> frames. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, tube yeah. frames. We're is we're there a yeah. time for tube frames and is that time now?
0: Well, oddly... I'm actually—it's a really odd. Okay. Okay. Aside from <laughs> what this is you, where it gets what, you, yeah. what you read, and aside from what you sometimes hear and you might see, I do do other work in the background. So I do do some consultancy with all sorts of people, mm-hmm. manufacturers, et cetera. Et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I have got at the moment something I'm pushing with a, uh, which is tube frame. It's not tube frame as you might imagine it, but it's tube frame at a very low level. It's it's trying to get back some of that entry level. Endurance motorsport that we've lost. Uh, uh, so you know, so maybe a tubes. tube tube frame, any that, that could, okay. be, uh, a uh, that yeah, could right. be a Fiesta yeah. that could be, cheap. oh like a in other words, eight thousand dollar yeah. entry, which kind of, basically yeah. means what you're doing is you're reassuring of safety at, at a lower level. So what you're also. saying
2: is that Grandam got it right. Says Graham, good. That's, on, what, I heard. It, That's is, what I heard. Is, is this working? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know you're really passionate about people taking sides in sports car racing. Especially. I don't like it. No, no I've, I've read the opposite. I've read that you yeah. were like big fans of people that are like, WEC
0: is better than IMSA hey, it's, yeah. it's 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 a, It's for me, what are you trying to prove? Yeah. I mean, the, rea- the reality yeah. for me yeah. is... We have
1: 10 fans and we need to divide them. <laughs> like, I, what's not clear about this? Yeah, let's I, get these numbers lower. Know,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> know, I'm, I'm looking in your eyes yes. and I'm thinking, there's a man that knows the word epiphany. And it's, kind of, <laughs> and it's that moment where there's something there I'm in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. this I have the, a moment where you can get irritated about the way the rules set impacts on a race and look God have we seen that in terms of what happened in Formula 1 sports car racing put, put aside everything else at the moment let's yes. think about WEC and let's think about IMSA it's Okay, everything else is sort of gravy mm-hmm. if you like they're just two different sports mm-hmm. and, and my view is that IMSA has a rule set that really really works for the endurance races WC in this new era that's coming with this vast uh, influx of prototypes soon to be followed by a vast influx of GT3 Mm cars need to consider whether or not they've got the right rule set for that because it's very different from where we've been before and if you've got a rule set that doesn't help perhaps a factory team that's not come out punching Mm -hmm. that might not be a good thing so I think we're at a point where there's lots of really good stuff going on it genuinely is really exciting to be part of this but I think we also need people to make some brave decisions about whether or not we've got the right product mm-hmm. to get the audience that they want. And the other bit that I, I know you've found them push, passionate about is don't do what every other aspect of the sport has done. Just go rushing up to Netflix, sell your soul, and go for a completely different audience completely forget the one Does, you've already got. Yes,
2: yes, <laughs> as you shake hands. <laughs> um, wh- you, the one thing you just said that I was like, oh, well, there's going to be the problem, is that you said people are going to have to make some big decisions.
0: But yeah, they're not very good at it is a straight answer. Huh? I think the middle f- management? What middle management? Mean? Like they that don't protect their jobs
2: and careers versus trying haven't. to stick your neck out to make something better? We
1: haven't harped on this for what? seven years. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> I, I've, I have one little mantra that I, I'm trying to kind of get Now you in.
1: leave after five. I leave
0: after do you five. You still
1: work after five.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm already out. What does that I mean? Think. You work that after mean? 5. Well, I thought about here 5.01. you in Chili's.
1: Here in Daytona Beach. There's a p. Chang's. You work after 5.
0: I, I, I don't stop working. Out
1: there at London, 7 p.m. Oh, or 7 o'clock. Whatever I mean, yeah. city yeah. well, you well, I'll give you an idea uh-huh. what it's like, particularly here. I'm five. not
0: on my regular kind of time, uh, time zone. Yeah. So that's I, not where I was going. No, no. We'll come back to that. I did actually have to set an alarm for 10 to 3 this morning to get up to post one story and push it and then go back to sleep. And that's not unusual. Mm-hmm. No, I believe uh, that. Uh, but the, um,
1: You have to, win because...
0: <laughs> the, the, big, yeah. the big problem in, I think, every part of the sport, and then whenever you get powerful organizations, which is another parallel with the other life, is there is not a culture of being able to tell truth without consequence. So truth has consequences. I was going to
2: say, I want to <laughs> shake hands on that one. That was, <laughs> that's exactly that, right. That
0: is a massive mistake. So you have to accept the consequences. Well, there's all sorts of things that come out of that. Bad yeah. decision making can't be challenged as easily, you know. Um, not taking a point of view in. The, I mean, at the moment, what you see over, what you see over in that paddock. The paddock is extraordinary this year at the Rolex um, 24. Yeah. It's yeah. extraordinary, and it's really exciting. Uh huh. But still, the vast majority are privately owned teams with privately owned cars. Right. And they're not given. Enough attention, and they're fundamentally not given enough attention Mm. when we get into the ACO uh, rules thing. Where I think what LeMond 82% always been a fan of you, (laughs) (laughs) but holy, if you yeah, uh huh, go on, Graham Goodwin. But it's it's, you're saying if you're not looking at what those guys need, I find it strange that when you've got um, any organization, and by the way, this applies to IMSA. Yep. ACO, yep. SRO, everybody. Mm-hmm. If the majority of your customer base are successful, wealthy people, the reality is that a number of those people, well, number one, they're spending millions doing this. Yeah, yeah. For number no two, they're, they're therefore motivated to do this. Um, so the reality is a good proportion of those people are going to be pretty self-made. Uh-huh. And they've probably got things they can teach you. So why aren't you doing that? Yeah. Why aren't you actually putting in a uh, some kind of framework that allows them to feed in rather than just reacting to a rule book that you've written behind closed doors. Like
1: having the most successful video game entrepreneur in the history of the business
0: and you've never spoken Any to norm? Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> and there are very few. Do you there know what some? I'm saying there?
1: Yep. <laughs> I don't know if I'm hitting it on the head hard enough. Yep. Anyway, Where what what do you, what are you getting at? <laughs> Nothing.
0: But I, th- I think, you know, th- there are lessons I, I wonder whether or not we'll lose that again as the factories metaphorically reverse the truck uh, up
1: They're going to the stay forever though.
0: Well no, they're not and I, what? They're, I know that 's shocking, but uh, it's, it's it, it to me has always been a mistake that repeatedly yeah. sanctioning bodies have made, yeah
1: I actually think it helps that if you look at the chronology of when daily sports car really mm-hmm. was full tilt, that was for argument's sake the one of the low points for manufacturers yeah. so you remember that oh yeah you know 100%. Um, so and I think sometimes if you're new at sort of a peak, you don 't realize there's a valley coming
0: yeah i mean I've, I've, you know i one of the things I do with the broadcast stuff, is while I'm talking on air for WEK or Freedom S or Asian Le Morning H&M or anything else, I am also interacting live on some kind of social media platform, whether it's Discord group, whether or not it's... You um, said Discord, old man's on it. I know, yeah. there you go. Um, and it's it's a source of sorrow when you've got the, the, the moment the... Um, the phrase of choice to talk about pro am is uh it's the dentist class, okay, so it's a bunch of dentists, and my view of it is guys they, no, you you've got come the, the, comment there right there are basically two differences between the guys in those cars and you sitting at home, yeah one is. They've probably got a lot more talent than you've got, mm-hmm. and two is they've got the resources that you haven't got. Mm-hmm. And had you got those resources and that talent, you'd be doing exactly what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. And some of these guys are doing it with all the available spare money they've yeah. got. Um, well, we so talk
1: about this like with Ryan. Ryan would love to be a gentleman driver oh, oh, and just Ryan. pick his seats. Well, you know it, what I mean? Is so it the
0: resources or the talent though that's the problem? There? I'll really? get it out of <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting out of this. Um, I'm getting out of this. It came to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also think
1: it's adorable <laughs> they call it the Dennis class because Dennis can't afford it. It's so expensive right, right now. Like, yeah, yeah. You're either generational wealth or you're an early yeah. internet adopter, yeah. and that was it.
0: But um, I think it's... It,
2: yeah, it, I'd much rather take the route of like, I can just drive any of these I want, here's a check, and you're not going to... And also, yeah. I could. We, we joke about this on time, I could be the biggest prick in the world, Yeah, we've seen this from some of them. I could tell if you were a team owner, I'd be like, Grandma, I f- hate you, yep. here's my million dollars, get that DPI out, yep. and you're going to go, yes, sir, right okay, away, right and now. you'd be like, yep, great yeah, absolutely, day, absolutely." Versus being the paid pro that's like, Hi, Mr. Goodwin. I'd really appreciate it if you would <laughs> give me this
0: golden <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> and then you're like, "Get the." F- I'm would, like, "Yeah, see if you, sorry, would, so if you please, not kick me in the nuts of exactly. the <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i would be like, "Great, great day." But the thing, <laughs> the thing I think I do find <laughs> is the number of people in that first um, mm-hmm. group, the absolute assholes, remarkably small, mm-hmm. and they don't stick around long. Yeah, yeah. Because actually, that community, with or without the help of a sanctioning body, sort of developed its own life. Yeah, you know, and you'll bump into people, bump into people all over the world. That you know, it is a remarkably small family. If you're an asshole, people, you're not going to have a good time. You're not going to have any
1: kind of fraternity. You know what I mean? And that's
0: the that's the key thing, which comes back time and time and time and time again. Which is, you've got to make sure these guys are having a good time, because otherwise, why are they doing it?
1: You, you want to ride in the car with us? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's everything you're saying, but with a lot more hate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, the, the, you, for me, <laughs> uh-huh. that, that, that kind, of, okay, like, that kind like of... I feel like I'm philosophizing now. That journey is defined by a series of conversations. Yeah. And one conversation I remember having with a gentleman driver, it happened in Zuhai in China. And I was trying to kind of find a way to have a conversation with a mildly intimidating character. And the opportunity presented itself, and the conversation went something like, don't want me saying so, you've got more money than God compared to me. Um, You must have other options as to what you spend your money on. If you were spending this kind of money on anything else, I can remember asking the question, what kind of customer service would you expect? And his answer was on point, and it was, I'd expect to kiss my ass and smile while they're doing it. Yes. That's yes. what it was. Yeah. And I said, okay, you've been involved in motorsport because we're on a roll now for probably <laughs> ten <laughs> years at that stage. Yeah. Have you ever had that kind of customer service? And everybody laughed. Why? Why is everybody laughing? Mm-hmm. Why is that the case? Mm-hmm. We're talking here. If you're doing international motorsport, you're talking a seven-figure sum. Yeah. You just are. Yeah. 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 Um, and certainly an LMP too. Why are people accepting? the level of treatment level, that they're of treatment. Getting. Yeah, yeah. and that, by the way, was in a series that had a pretty good reputation for right. customer yeah. service. Yeah, so for me,
1: <sighs> so it's almost like if you're a, like a gatekeeper, yep. or a message deliver, not on the yep. the journalist side because your job is to be objective. But if you're yeah, on yeah. Mm-hmm. the PR or the marketing mm-hmm. management side, mm-hmm. maybe your number one objective in that side of the of the paddock the non-OEM side yeah. should be keep these folks excited and, and happy, happy to be there yeah. wanting to spend well, money there and maybe your Instagram post should be about them and not yourself
0: yeah <laughs> maybe so
1: well, I don't know if you know where I'm going with this Graham Goodwin
0: uh, quite possibly yeah go on but here's the other thing which is
1: <laughs> not what I planned on do doing I did not oh. want to sit here and philosophize was,
0: uh, I'll give you another story there you go the other story is, is this I uh, bumped into a friend and pit lane colleague um who looks after quite a large team in the UK who had two deals, one in lmp 2 and one in GT3. Completely different customer teams, but customer teams. And um, I asked him when we, was going, I think, we were going, I think, a GT World Challenge Europe race. Big grid, 50 plus GT3 cars. And he said, It's extraordinary that we've been there probably three weeks earlier with another series. And he said, um, We have a running joke at the end of each of the LMP2 races we wait for someone to turn up at the the garage door with a white envelope and we've got to guess how much fines are in that envelope and then here we've got two people whose job it is to make sure that doesn't happen that's the difference and it's that simple and what that means is people are happier people are more likely to trust that organization, more likely to come back, more likely to show loyalty at probably multiple levels. And, and that's, to me, that's not difficult. That's, that's, I'm afraid, an organization putting themselves before their customers, right. and that just does not make sense. Right. You've got basically two sorts of national slash international sports car racing. You've got series that are externally promotable and series that are participation. And in many cases, they've got the vision, SRO do, Cventic do, to invest in reasonably high quality TV and streaming to add value, which, by the way, brings something that, oddly enough, most of the other externally promotable things don't have, which is sponsors. Yeah. So (laughs) you look at it. If you look at... um, Because they're so accessible. I mean, you know, so something like GT World Challenge, or give it the proper name, Fanatec GT World Challenge, powered by AWS, uh, therefore introducing two big sponsors to that organisation, bringing money into that. Uh, the reason those um, those fans are able to follow those series is because part of the deal is some of the money comes in and SRO puts some of that money back into a pretty high-quality streaming service. Um, they don't have to do that for the competitors. They could just keep the money. What they're doing is it's a transactional thing. And it is strange to me they're successful in, in garnering that kind of... Sponsorship support, whereas other series that are actually more promotable Wait.
1: aren't. Well, let me let me stop you there because this is this you're pointing out something that I'm very God, I hate philosophy. That's real. Um, um, AWS is very involved in SRO America, yep. SRO Europe. You know why? Because they created a rule set that attracted. Mr. AWS to be yep. there and, yep. and like AWS isn't there because it makes ROI sense. No. It absolutely does not. No. But they're there because they want to be there. Yeah. It's and a very it, simple model.
0: And again, and beyond that, the other thing that is often forgotten about that sponsorship model is quite often it's not about selling stuff by having your brand on the end of a series name or a banner underneath the stream. It's about bringing friends and customers to those race meetings because let's face it, particularly if you're not involved in racing, it's a cool place to be, you know? And I know know lots and lots of people that there's there's loads of examples of race teams whose fundamental underpinning um, financial strategy is that it's business to business stuff at the race meeting. And that's why, by the way, the pandemic has been a disaster. Absolutely.
1: But back to keeping them excited, like, yeah, bringing customers and clients to the track is cool, but so is a well done tennis deal so yep. is going to a million other venues like you've got to have somebody that's championing that yep. cause and that's only going to happen if they're excited to be there so if you're I don't know the guy running AWS yep. you're there because you want to be there and then you'll justify it with all those efforts so but the big difference between no. tennis
0: and no. football and hockey and everything else and motorsport particularly motorsports we've currently got is the guy that's excited by it can actually be in the race
1: that's my point that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying yep. yeah, yeah. we're saying the same thing
0: no, it's the, it's, it, is the, it is the most high level sport you can participate in by not being world class. Keeping people, including Ryan, you know, in work. And that's a great thing, that's a really good thing, but we, we need to keep embracing that and moving it forward and involving them in the decision-making process because otherwise, all of a sudden, you realize we've lost those factory teams and by the way, those 50, 60 cars we had before, we've now got four. Yeah,
2: right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean and I are both, as a factory driver, I'm saying this knowing that it's not necessarily my my best interest we both believe that they don't in this country they don't do nearly enough to keep the john potters of the world happy and they're treated very much so like second-class citizens in an industry that lives and dies by their by their participation and uh like the driver ranking thing i've said this since it started that if you it makes and i I don't know why they put up with this but like it makes no sense to me how you can say that john potter and Spencer from pelly are the same ranking yeah, You're basically saying Spence Pompelli gets this opportunity to get a ride that Ryan Eversley can't because he's ranked yeah. underneath him. But also John Potter, you have to compete against Spencer unless you hire him and put him in your car. Well, so you're basically screwing both sides. But the biggest thing is, like, if we're trying to keep Ben Keating, John Potter, all those guys happy, why the hell would you say you have to go compete against Aaron Thielitz Yeah, in a factory-like program? It's like, well, then we're not yeah. doing this right yeah. anymore. The
0: yeah. U.S. has got... Yeah. A different version of the same problem that we've got in Europe and the global field at the moment, which is you're in the ridiculous situation at the moment where you've got the regulations defining the marketplace, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the marketplace should <laughs> should be <laughs> pushing should be, should be pushing this. And it is that thing oh. around uh, number one, it is a source of huge sorrow that you've got young and less young professional drivers losing out. Why? Because they're good. Yeah. That <laughs> you are punished for being successful. When I explain this to people not in our industry it's at a cocktail madness. party,
2: they are furious. It's, it's, it's completely like what?
0: I think it's getting to a tipping point. I'm I'm it, the FIA. <laughs> no, I think the, the FIA have been epically lazy with this. Yeah. And the problem is. No, they've been writing uh, more rules. <laughs> I won't. I won't it's, hear that on my well, podcast. Well, it's kind
2: of like what you were saying earlier. Like, uh, you if you do something wrong and you get called for it, yeah. you need to be like, okay, maybe I do need to make a change. Yeah. and it almost they, they do. They write more I mean, rules. there's yeah. been a very like I've I've been a big, uh, pretty much convinced that instead of going, we got this wrong, we need to start over. The, like, but they're not add, do add another, right. rule, add another rule. Add another rule. Add another exactly rule. the rule. It's the like problem. no, you
0: need to go. Let's try something different. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sean's right. And it's it, look, this is it's this is it's not an unusual. Um, system, you look at anything, whether or not it's taxation, I'll, I'll give you a great example okay? I have two children my daughter is 18 now, is adopted um, we've been through that, that kind of process with social workers and all sorts of blah blah blah, it's a nightmare and the reason it's a nightmare um, particularly when you go through the adoption process and there's a huge amount of form filling and you realise you're going through this form and I've already given that information and now it's another one and, and, it, and what it is is you have a system Something goes wrong, you add another stage. Something else goes wrong, you add another stage. <laughs> something else goes wrong, you add another stage. Yeah. And no one's ever taken the time to take two steps away from it and yes. think, this yes. is nuts. Yes. And, and it's that, and what actually it now needs is root and branch reform. Right, yes. but in a, like
1: yes. in a adoption process Let's where- Let's go Goodwin. Right, I'm all in it. Like, like, it makes sense in something like that because it's you know adoption has potential to be heavily litigious. Like the COVID screeners here in the US and California, yeah. like. Like I had to legitimately explain that I was not breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> like that was a real question that that's came right, up. And right, I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. But I get it because like we're dealing with drugs, very yeah. real things yeah, yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah, so yeah, I understand yeah, the litigiousness yeah, of it. But yeah, like, yeah. this is f-ing sports car racing. Yes, yeah. The you know, thing is, no, the, <laughs> the, only,
0: the only real change they've made in those driver <laughs> rankings in my memory was to remove the aspect of silver that defined whether or not you had to be a pro or an am. <laughs> thats the only thing they've done. They've actually made it worse.
4: Okay? <laughs> exactly. Right. You yeah. made my rules.
0: <laughs> well, and again, another one of those—another one of those—those uh, those moments where you're going to sit down and someone gives you that kind of defining <laughs> yes. take on something. It was yes. with David Heimar Hansen. Yeah, yeah, dhh um, yeah. Um, And I hope we're going to see him back uh, this year. By the by the time we hit uh, we, this this probably like end of
1: 2020. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So. I'm hoping we're going to see him back this year because we've missed him. And sitting down with him again oddly enough in Bahrain mm-hmm. and he gave you that little bit of wisdom and it was someone made the decision to tell guys like me that I could win a race. Mm-hmm. Okay. I shouldn't be able to win a race. But once you've made that decision mm-hmm. that you're going to go for that market, yeah, you've got to write a rule set that accommodates that. Sure. But bear in mind, this was a decade ago, mm-hmm. that rule set has not moved on, no, but the marketplace no. has because we're dealing with, you know, as, as any rule maker should realize, rule makers are smart people. Yeah. But then people employ smarter people to find ways yeah. around that rule. Yes, role. yes. And there's not been any real effort to equalize that situation. No. But it's, it's you know, they've, they've lost that, that link to their customer base. And I worry that because we're all so focused on this one big thing. And that's the other, by the way, the other problem is they do seem to only be able to focus on one big thing at a time and don't really think about the way that's going to distill down into the into the class system is that that will mean that we lose the opportunity again for another five years to, to grip it. And it'll probably only come forward when some of those factories decide we're going to go somewhere else. So the realities of, of LMDH are that you're replacing um, for pro-am teams, and by the way, there isn't a pro-am formula for LMDH yet, watch this space for that. Those cars are, what, half a million, 600,000 UK, so what, seven, 800, okay? You're replacing that with a Porsche LMDH that at the moment is retailing for two and a half million euro yeah. and you've then got to add on something like five and a half million euro for a season's running budget in the in WEC
2: yeah if you're even allowed to have one yeah but
0: there's, but there's another part to it which is this in your world who owns the car you know, in your world in racing who who owns the L- the LMP2 car is either owned by the team yeah. or it's owned or by the a wealthy guy, individual
2: driver. yeah yeah yeah
0: LMDH, you're then looking for an LMP2 car to an LMDH car, something like four to five times the money and probably 40 to 50% more to run it. And then you're going to have to tell that guy you can't drive the car because you can't be competitive. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're going to be the it's reason we a don't fundamentally win. Fundamentally. So, yeah. diff- so yeah. actually, it's not going to be LMP2 teams that step up. No. It's going to be the GT teams that step up. Yeah. The GTLM teams in, in Europe. Yeah, exactly. Because they are million-buck mm-hmm. cars and mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you're going to see. But even there, you're trying to persuade these lovely, I mean, fantastic people who are massively passionate you're just gonna to have to accept if you wanna come and play with your new car, you're gonna get your ass handed to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On a weekly basis. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder how long that's gonna last. Yeah. And that that is a worry, is that they've they've been too focused on the amazing take up we've got from factories and how long can that wave be ridden? Yeah.
1: We are now even at a GT three level, we're now at a budget standpoint. Yeah. Where it is not a dentist class because no. dentists oh, no. don't have that kind it. of eligible no. yeah. income. Yeah. It is literally generational wealth. Yeah. Uh, or somebody who got very, somewhere between yeah. good and lucky on a <laughs> big score yeah, right, in whatever right. business they're in. Yes. And yes. Um, when you're like, we, we've had this conversation offline with, with some gentleman drivers that we know. Mm-hmm. If you spent less, would you be okay not winning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he was spending more of like what the old Grand yeah, used like, used to Yeah, like be. a third of the current yeah. budget. He's yeah. like, yeah. To spend Because like, he didn't realize how expensive currently GT yeah. racing is. Like, right? yeah. And he was like, Yeah, if I was spending that, if I wasn't in a chance to win why would i be yeah them?
2: and that's that's your market yeah that 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 guy yeah is the but guy it also means that
1: in terms of kissing ass to yeah. these guys like now because it is the same five people and they're the only people in mm. the world that can do yeah. this you really have to <laughs> you should uh, be really giving them a good time yeah, yeah. exactly
0: i'll give you a brilliant example yeah. of exactly that yeah. it talks to this business around this network of gentlemen drivers as yeah. well so um in europe i do tv for the lms Uh, Package which includes the Michelin Le Mans Cup, which is if you follow Le Mans, that's the series that provides the road to Le Mans uh, warm up race. LMP3 cars, GT3 cars, but principally it's an LMP3 grid. And what we've seen over the last couple of years is a change in the teams that are doing that, and quite a lot of German teams coming in. So uh, anybody that follows kind of Nurburgring Racing, people like Black Falcon, Rinaldi, uh, Phoenix have been in there, uh, uh, four or five other teams. Yeah, and I was wandering around the paddock um, this year thinking this is pretty impressive. We've got you know seven or eight of these teams now, German, gentleman driver, um, motivated teams. Someone's gonna have done a good job, I thought, for a nanosecond selling this, and I thought, no they haven't. No one's gone and sold that. What that is, is these guys have all been doing VLN racing and GT3 cars. Um and one of their friends has tried one of these things and has realised how much less this yeah, costs, yeah. and has told them, and they have all gone. No, yeah, and they're yeah. all there. Yeah, and it's the same yeah. six, seven, eight wealthy guys yes. that are racing yes. for yeah. class wins at the Nurburgring yes. that are now doing. Uh, LMP3 racing in the Michelin mm-hmm. Le Mans Cup mm-hmm. and sure as eggs is eggs what's happened this year we've got a German prototype championship
2: yeah because right, yeah, there's Why? enough people who want to do it because it, it is
0: the biggest bargain yeah. like yeah. you say about LMPC exactly, it's yeah. the biggest bargain in yes. sports kind of racing yes. and you know those those little cars they may not be as exciting to watch as a DPI yeah, they may like not be you know, but the reality is how much of the potential of a DPI yeah. are you going to get out of if, if you're a gentleman driver yes and I think it's it, it is about again, take two steps away from the marketplace, mm-hmm. why aren't they talking to guys like you to find out how difficult it is in that marketplace? You'd
2: have to admit that you didn't know everything.
0: <laughs> but you know, b- back on track with this, yeah. it, it does come down to a simple premise, which is you've got to value, you use the right word, your talent. Mm-hmm. And that means people who've got business talent and knowledge, people who've got market knowledge, people who actually are... Emotionally invested yeah. in your product. Yeah. If you're not doing that, you're not doing it right. You're yeah. just not. Yeah. And you know, show people a little bit of trust and love, and my God, you will draw some benefits.
1: And now a not very smooth transition to save all of our careers.
0: Where do you first meet Malcolm Cracknell? Silverstone. Yeah. And oddly enough, Trudy was there. So Trudy and I had been together for a while. Long- I think. Am right? I think Trudy had been. With me up to Mums to meet my mum because mm-hmm. Dad died just a few days before I met Trudy. Okay, and you know we random meeting in a bar. As be eight? honest with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you're probably
2: pretty pretty broken up. Oh,
0: no, I <laughs> 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 was fine. I oh, was fine. Oh. Dad, dad had been ill. Okay, so, and yeah. and my take on it was he had been more ill than I think most people realised, and. I knew that he would have hated being an invalid. Uh, and so I was yeah. actually, I've always been okay with it. Yeah. Sad he's gone, but I wouldn't have wanted him to live his Suffer life. Suffer and be horrible. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you know, it just wasn't him. Yeah. So, you know, um, so I think we'd been up. I think it was my sister's birthday. And I think we we're all back on our way back on the Sunday. And there's a British GT race. Okay. And we've been talking. I remember, I do remember. Uh, so, uh, I mean, not said anything to Trudy about the fact I was absolutely definitely going to go and stop at Silston <laughs> for an hour. Yeah. Um, and asked, I, I must have been about half an hour away from Silston, saying, do you mind if I just pop in? Um, <laughs> at this motor event. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. meeting him um, around the back of, I think it was Corroy's Marcos okay. Marcos um, yeah. truck. And uh, that was the, the first conversation, and other and than email, face-to-face. Face. Oh, so you had already corresponded with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah i, mean, I, okay. I, I I've, followed what he was doing yeah he, he always had a picture of everything he wanted a picture of and yeah. i fed in some bits and pieces mm-hmm. that i'd heard and blah, mm-hmm. blah 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 but it was that there was already a, a kind of sort of dancing around the fact that i wanted to do some stuff yeah and he clearly needed some help yeah and that was that must have been 2000 yeah and i think i did some bits and pieces at the end of 2000 did 2001 with him for total motorsport mm-hmm. um so i did british gt that year and a bit of British touring cars, actually. Yeah. And then from 2002 onwards, I was part of the business. Yeah. So it was oh, an extraordinary bloke. Yeah. I mean, you know, ex-teacher. Yeah. He, like me, got fed up with his day job and um, decided that the established journalistic order wasn't doing a good enough job of what he was passionate about mm-hmm. and so he went and did it himself mm-hmm. and genuinely he's missed absolutely every day yeah you know yeah. it's it's you know he's not well at the moment yeah. and I've not been able to go and see him and it's sure doesn't make me happy yeah um, but uh, he, he stopped too early but yeah record. that's really a symptomatic of mm-hmm. the illness he's got yeah which is depressive as well as degenerative sure sure um, but he uh, to this he came back to do uh, with us for test day uh-huh. at Le Mans uh, some years ago, and um, he was going on his way down to see one of our guys' uh, as a house in France, he was going to go and stay with him for a week, and yes. it was on the way, and blah, blah, blah. We met him for a coffee, and I said, well, come on, come to the circuit, but no one will know me, no one will know me, blah, 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 blah. My God, it was, we had to, you know, I think he made it two garages down, yeah. and people were just coming to him. Yeah. um, yeah. And... It was a lovely moment, because I think he realized there was still a lot of love in the room. And yes, yes. I remember Richard Dean bumping into uh, Malcolm as we were leaving to go back to the car, and his yeah. mobility is poor okay. now. Okay, yeah. Um, Richard's a good guy, and he's had his own health problems. Mm-hmm. And he invited him back there, and then he says, you know, he says I will send a car, we ah, will send a great. buggy, yeah. you will come and spend the day when the cars are on track in our hospitality. Yeah. And, and and he did. And that's it was, great. That was the last time I saw him on the track. Yeah.
2: He, you know? he played a major role in my... Uh, probably like my... Because I, I obviously grew up going on the racetrack a lot. And then when I was like early teen, I was like, okay, there's other things. There's baseball and, you know, girls and friends around town and things like that. So I kind of didn't fall out of love with it, but it just was not yeah. all I could think about, you, you know. And then uh, as I started to kind of get back into it is when the internet really showed up. And that made know, it a lot easier to follow. and And a sport that's already hard to follow... In general, yeah. Uh, there, there was this one guy.
0: Well, there were two, there? There was, there was, there was Malcolm, and there was Tim Crete. Oh well, no, was, no, yeah, yeah very yeah, exactly yeah.
2: right, yeah. Tim yeah. Crete, very, you know, uh, in our world, very famous photographer from Florida. Yep. You know, ex-submarine man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but those, but those guys were. What was his site? It was uh, fast, fast details. That's right, fastdetails.com. And so back then, for uh, a 12-13 year thirteen-year-old kid who yeah. was trying to find information on sports races because at the time my dad was running the Panos program, so he'd go overseas and like, you didn't have text messaging. You'd want to see what dad was up, that was. Yeah, I had too. no. Idea what was going yeah. on, you know, and so um, it was very hard to get information. But uh, Malcolm, especially, was the first one that I can think of that was doing like live updates throughout yep. the 24 hours of Lamar. It was
0: it, it, oddly enough, there's, a, there's kind of parallel conversation I have often now, which is um, I, I do, like I say, interact with a fair number of fan groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool, yeah, I, and I, I get a lot out of it, yeah, actually. And a lot of what we get back is, well, why can't we have this and why can't we have that? Why can't we have free practice too <laughs> from Spar's? Which the answer is because you're going to have to pay cameramen for another day. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. And, you know, I do actually have to get to the point where you yeah. often have to say, you guys have no idea how lucky you are. Yeah. You know, you have no idea. Yeah. I mean, a great example, I was talking to Richard Crowell, um, who is the PR guy for the Bathurst 12 hours. Okay. Fantastic guy. Okay. And we're talking about why Bathurst is so special to so many people in Uh the UK. So we used to get terrestrial TV coverage Uh of the Bathurst 1000, the the supercars race. But we used to get it six months later. So there'd be a Mm. highlights package, Mm -hmm. which was extraordinary, by the way. Mm -hmm. You know, the Mm in-car cameras and talking to the drivers. Yeah. But it would be the end of the year. Yeah, right. And it was that, so different. Uh Uh, But you would... You know, you you valued that. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, you know, if you can't watch it live, it's, yeah, you know, yeah, like, you, who do I complain to? <laughs> yes, exactly. You know? And yeah, we, what what we're getting now at the moment, we're getting drilling into the microcosm of it. It's kind of why can't we have free practice too, and why can't yeah, we have this, and why yeah. can't we have a better graphics package? People, the level of people's
1: demands, demands, <laughs> yeah. or or, or the, the detail on details on <laughs>
0: things like graphics packages was an absolute eye opener for me. And, and in truth, I think. It, in part, that's my entitlement because I've actually got – I don't mm-hmm. need graphics because I've got all the gear in my uh, my booth. So I'll mm-hmm. put that aside. Uh, they're not wrong. I just I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but it, it is extraordinary the level to which people are interested in the detail.
2: Um, we're we're going to go back to the yeah, where, where so I was going with this. To destroy, yeah, sorry, uh, yeah. Yeah. For me, daily sports car played a major role, I think, in my career because it kept me – engaged in what was going on it's
0: it's Malcolm's vision that did it Malcolm was a teacher at a kind of public school yeah and I I think he just got to the stage where he hated his life sure you know and he decided to do something about his passion thank god he did yeah absolutely and the guys we've had through the doors I mean you know the pride that you can take in real talent that's come through there was one point in about three year period we have we have as with the entertainment business, you have awards and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. We'll do it, okay, with, with journalism and with motorsport. I think two years out of three, we had the Young Photographer of the Year and we had Young Writer of the Year. Mm, yeah. We had the Young Photographer of the Year and the Young Writer of the Year in the same year. And this is me running it from, you know, a garden office <laughs> yeah. in Epsom up yeah. against, you know, the Evil Empire down <laughs> in Miami. Right, you know, right, 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 right. Death Star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it, yeah. It is extraordinary. And that's yeah. because people do it with. Passion and goodwill mm-hmm. and good humor. Actually,
1: you just identified something because Malcolm, you, me to a lesser extent, we had kind of similar paths in terms of where we were at life. Yeah, yeah. And what brought us back. Oh, I've what? had enough
0: of this. Mm-hmm. Sh- yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Um,
1: Malcolm, you, yes. same with me. Uh, I mean, I was very blessed to be working in TV, but I was like, racing's really what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's almost like on the messaging end, in the fan interaction end, it's almost like you have to hit a point in your life where if you'd started right <laughs> yeah, out of college, yeah, if you yeah. started right out of college, yeah. you might not have known like, oh, it sucks out on the other <laughs> it's, side, it's, you know? It's, it's, I need to go <laughs> and do
0: this, otherwise it's a gun crime. Right, yeah. and you know what, yeah, Well, but yeah. you're also at a
1: point in your life where you're like, Th- I'm not seeing this thing that I want, yeah, I'm gonna right. go out and do it. Yeah, and So that's exactly know. right. That's yeah.
0: exactly, precisely right. Yeah. And with me, it was, Daily Sports Go was always at the core of it without a shadow of mm-hmm. a doubt, and that was something I was very proud of being part of the start of yeah. and, you know, helped to drive it in ways different than the way that Malcolm drove it. The enabler for me was actually when it switched and when commentary came into it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's two people to thank for that. One's David Addison in the UK. He was the first person ever to hand me a microphone and a yeah. Yeah. In, 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 a, in a... With um,
1: no background, just you were a writer. And they're like, I was well, a writer, let's a I'll talk. tell you
0: exactly what it was. It was, um, I don't think which of the circuits it was. I was doing British GT, the best way to get a view. Most of the press rooms in the UK are terrible. You know, no view at all. So you go to the commentary box. Yeah, yeah. And on the odd occasion, Graham, you've just seen that. Hand you the microphone. Away oh, well, you go. Oh. So the strange thing about that is... So
1: you just lingered.
0: Well, yeah. It comes back... Yes. We hate hey, that. We normally hate that guy. Yeah. Hey, so. Yeah, so I the think it works. The, the weird thing about it is is that those first 20 years of career in government... Yeah you're teaching people how to do live TV and live radio, but without ever having done Makes it. Makes sense. Yeah, that is a yeah, good yeah. point. But yeah. as, soon as soon as I moved out of that. You're prepping and so-and-so yeah, yeah. about to go to a I've, press I've conference. Had, I've had jobs since then that yeah, immediately yeah. you are that person. Yeah. But the second person... Yeah. And, you know, Margaret, you being, need to
1: pretend like you're smiling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> second person, <laughs> and you know, and oddly enough, not in dissimilar circumstances, was well John Hindoff, And it was, I think, 2005. I think it was the second year I've been to Petit's. Mm-hmm. And there was some almighty shunt on the start-finish straight and the old press room, you didn't quite have the view. And where John was broadcasting from at that point, I think was up one floor mm-hmm. and had a view down the straight. Yeah. So I was standing there, and if I remember right, I think Marina Franchitti was in the room as well at the time. And there was a big long red flag, and he's having to fill. And just as part of that filling, yeah, oh, just turned around his he's growing up with the daily sports yeah, car. Yeah. That was the first time I'd done broadcast yeah, yeah. Uh, it was I 2005 yeah, yeah. and that then grew and grew and grew and grew and grew and, grew and you know uh, did more and more with uh with john and with radio show limited mm-hmm. and then other things came along uh, uh in parallel to that and then in 18 here in fact yeah. after the race Marsh valley cafe yeah <laughs> <laughs> mark marshall <laughs> pruitt uh, basically said do you want to do this podcast thing and, yeah, and, yeah, and away yeah. we go and it's my happy place. Yeah. Is the yeah right, right. As you look gathered over the last however many hours this has now been, well, I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's been 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All that imps gone. Yeah. But because, it, because it's the passion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not difficult to find strands to talk about, which is why I guess, you know, doing what we do over the length of time we do it, because compensating on endurance racing, <laughs> it's a long time yeah yeah yeah. you know you've got yeah. to, you, you can't come in just with some notes because no. you're going to end up saying the same thing five or six or seven times you've got to walk into that paddock and you've got to know somebody more yeah. or less every team yeah yeah or you're not doing 100%. the job properly
1: did you see yourself being a broadcaster when you got this going no yeah no i mean it was like was this ever an aspiration
0: no no yeah. i mean the, the only thing i was a consumer of it really right right so you know i was busy enough doing what i was doing bear in mind uh, Everything every time I was travelling, it was fairly pressured in terms of time because I was balancing a day job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wasn't in the position; I couldn't have done this. For So I've been here for a week now in Daytona. Yeah. um, Covering the raw and having a couple of days afterwards to catch up with meetings and do these things like this before we get to race. High-profile meeting. No chance. I'd have been able to do that. You're you're getting there as late as you possibly can. Getting out there as soon as you possibly can to save days in the day job. Whereas now, this is the day job. So all of a sudden, that did open up the opportunities to do some more of that. And that was that was the point at which the decision was made to, to make the shift. It was the opportunity to do the um, WC for a full season, I think, from 2013. I remember at that point, the conscious decision was taken. What's my route out of here? And the route out there was um, the London 2012 Olympics. Uh, so my team, well, my team were running the kind of transport side of that. So I worked at the time for the National Rail Company in the UK. Um, so my deal was I will work every single hour. You want me to work, I'll sleep in the office. I don't care. I don't want a dime. I want all the time off. And that gave me enough to do 2013 full season with one exception. I didn't do Brazil. It's the until the ACR had the genius idea of putting a clash between their own races. Uh, <laughs> and that was the only one sports car race, Still had to get it in. Yeah, I, what yeah. I like is you
1: can't tell a story without one little no, still I'm proud but there's so many. I know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm so very proud, I, proud of it. For, for
0: many years, that was the only WC race I'd ever missed. Um, <laughs> and I'd missed the Cota race, which was a replacement for Interlagos, I think, actually. Uh, anyway, so um, that gave me the opportunity in 2013 to do the full season. And at the end of 2013, I walked away from the day job and... The, the pressure on that front are gone, and it makes life so much easier because they, there's better opportunities to come from it. But no, no I'd never seen myself as a broadcaster. Um, far from perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is a perfect broadcaster. Uh, as I say, Jeremy Shaw. How Jeremy's great. Calvin Fish. Both. Just love yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, well short, but it's yeah. a joy to be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. The, it's, it's it's a bit like the podcast with Marshall. It's fairly effort-free that, you know, you pick yeah, up a microphone. heard we it all on ours. <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> f- I, just heard, I just heard effort-free, and I was yeah, like,
4: like, f*** you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, it's, that, but
0: it's, that, it's, it's being able to talk with somebody and an audience that are sharing that passion, and I, I love it more than words can say. I genuinely, it is one of those things that was surprised to me when it came up that I enjoyed it as much as I did. And I hope I'm getting better at it every year, not worse.
2: I would say, I don't know if this is ever relayed to you, but we're not fans. I mean, we're fans, obviously, but like we're insiders like you are. It comes across that you love it. I do love it. Like, it, it's there. very obvious, I think, to a listener that you are like, this is my favorite thing, which I think is amazing.
0: What what I what I found a surprise was there was there's a single transferable skill set from what I've always done. Yeah. And I can remember... Another one of those those little sound bites. Um, my leaving due from um, government, and the transport correspondent, the Times, lovely guy, uh, came along and he said a, a word or two. And what he said was, Graham has this unique talent amongst all of you that if I've got something wrong, um, he'll call up and I will feel genuinely bad about it because he's, ah, he's managed he's what it. he's managed to do yeah. is to cut through the the mess with the judicious use of fact. <laughs> and it's that. Uh, that's, that's no place here, sir. But, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's, rid of that. It is that yeah. thing about the, the, the joy that I think a lot of people in my trade <coughs> miss yeah. and forget is the joy of being able to actually <laughs> inform people. It's, no, it's not like that. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> like this. <laughs> It's not
1: about the Instagram post of yourself. It is that thing Don't around. Don't ever get in the car with us because you're too pleasant. <laughs> like yeah, we'll he's, like, he's like, I completely
2: agree with you, but I'm not miserable. Yeah, <laughs> man,
1: we're going to take the joy. Like, you do. I think two days in the car, we'll take this right oh, out of yeah, you. Can we, can,
0: we, can we, ruin can ruin we identify yeah. with way too many can, things? Can yeah. we do it yeah. yeah. in Europe? I have a bit of a reputation sure. on uh, road yeah. tri- uh, road trips. It'll be fun. We're
1: going to talk to you offline about that. But anyway, go on.
0: But it's It is that thing around. There is something joyful when someone has gone down the road of assuming something is red when it's actually blue, and actually not just telling them that because you can tell them that and they can tell you to get stuffed, but proving to them that it's that, and it's the, no, it's not like that. It's like this, and this is why it's like that, and if it, it's it's there's a much maligned phrase that people soundbite. A soundbite is a malign phrase nowadays, but there's nothing wrong with a soundbite. A soundbite is just trying to explain something in a very concise way. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that effectively, that's a marvelous thing. That's a really excellent thing. And and, uh, through my whole life, that has been part of the job. It's trying to get people to understand something that you're not going to maybe get them to love it, but to understand it uh, somewhere i remember a beloved boss of mine who's been very ill with covid and mercifully has come out mm-hmm. the other side saying to me um one of the jobs i did i, I ran the press office for london's transportation mm-hmm. department which is what ryan said earlier that was where i was when London the bombing London was bombings hot yeah hot. yeah um and, and by the way that was probably the instant that got me to the stage where i decided i didn't want to do that anymore yeah so sure. Enough times. i can't imagine but that. Yeah. he said to me he said look you're not going to get People to love transportation in London. However, <laughs> <laughs> you're not. Despite the fact it is marvelous, i telling you. But what you can do is to try to influence a pub conversation, a bar conversation. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. What you what you want is you know someone because people people never tell you what a great the journey they've had into work that day. <laughs> right, right. But they'll show sure you the bus was but fantastic. They're, but they're sure sure yeah. as hell tell you if it was. Crap. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So <laughs> it's that, that balancing comment that someone says. Oh, you know, blah blah blah, and they they. Mayor's done this, and the buses were that, and the mm-hmm. all you want is for someone to turn around and say, "Yeah, but but Oyster card, the smart card is fantastic." Yeah, you're looking for someone to give you a bit of balance to it, so you've got some space to talk. And my job was actually to explain some of the less sexy parts of that. Mm-hmm. It's, I remember the less sexy parts of, tr- of public transportation. <laughs> Believe me, the sexy parts are non-sexy. Oh, okay. so one <laughs> of non-sexy. So one of the things I was asked to do was to try to find ways of. Uh, explaining to people how important the bus network was, okay? Now, <laughs> public transportation... This just turned into a
1: John Oliver segment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to give you an idea, <laughs> we're, talking,
0: we're talking 7,000 buses on a 1,000 bus routes, mm-hmm. um, about 50% of which run 24 hours a day. <laughs> so the the Man, I came up with... You're hitting my of, buttons. Because it's true, <laughs> is everybody sees... London Underground has being this massively busy ant's nest thing, mm. okay? And then on top of that, you've got the entire UK rail network, which is pretty high intensity. Right. So far more than most other countries. Exactly.
1: Plus Hogwarts.
0: Plus Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. And they've got a bus as well. Yeah. But So <laughs> the, the soundbite came back that was, well, imagine all of that. You've got um, everybody on the London Underground and everybody on the, the National Rail Network. If you put both those together, it still isn't as many people as the buses carry every day. It's that. It's that huge number billions of, of journeys and it was trying to get people to just not love it but understand it understand the complexity of it understand mm-hmm. that it's not as simple as And by the way in a world where everybody wants immediate access to the bus service but no one wants a bus stop outside the house or the bus garage at the end of the road yeah we're here as well bus so oddly enough with with a world full of really dull subjects dealing with dull subjects was never dull it just <laughs>
1: never wants. Well, it sounds like you were able to make it that way. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, And then, uh, not to get into too heavy of a subject, but like when, obviously, the bombing was a, was a pretty uh, significant yeah. event, what part of the, was it was to turn off the tragedy itself or the aftermath politically?
0: Um, people forget there were actually two, yeah. uh, three, in fact, three events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was the... Um, Seven seven, the the the, uh, the underground bombs and the bomb. in your department, so to speak. I was I, that was t- for clarity. Yeah. Uh, that morning, within forty minutes of the bombs going off, I was in the tunnel with that train. Jeez. that's I was there handling yeah. The media. Abs- it. Yeah, I yeah. was. I w- My job at that point is to contact. And what the year was this? 2005. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, my job at that point is to contact the senior, um, in this case, a fire officer. Uh-huh. And to get his orders as to what needed to be done. And that, that was a rapid fire. On um, the information side. Uh, basically, yeah. we yeah. need yeah. communication. How to handle it? Right. Like, yeah. what can Remember we say? What shouldn't the, we say? the cell phones went down in London that day. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah Because right. it was rapid. But, but I mean, we mm-hmm. then heard the bus bomb go off. Oh, man, God. Which was not that helps. far away. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. So, um, so my job was to grab a police officer, go to the nearest large office building, have that clearly evacuated. Yeah. And then take over their communications network. That's what we did. And huh. you know, you're know, then into triaging patients. and keeping a cordon up and then, but then beyond that, critically important was making sure that accurate information got back to the people handling the incident because the communications were down. So that was my job there. And then later in that day, um, later that morning was not just Edgeware Road, which is where I was, but then going to try to get to, one of my colleagues had been sent to one of the other bombings that was out of contact. And he'd managed to get, you have a buddy system. He'd managed to get to the tube station And my route to the tube station was via the square where the bus was. Um, And uh, he couldn't get out and we couldn't get help in. So uh, that day was pretty much a horror show. I didn't go home for six days. I slept on the couch in the office for six days.
2: And that building that you basically took over? No, no. This was okay. Back, back to your place. Yeah, copy. But then
0: what people forget is that uh, two weeks later there was another attempt, uh-huh. and it was just that the idiots that did it didn't build the bombs correctly. They did go off, but they didn't. The detonators went off, not the. So it was again, it's was a bomb bust of three tubes, and everybody forgets about that. And then in the middle of that, of course, the poor Brazilian guy who was misidentified and was shot. And you know, at that point, we genuinely thought that was an imminent chemical attack. We genuinely did, and. Do you just get to the stage where, when you've dealt with that kind of stuff for as long as I've been dealing with it, which, you know, that was an an extension of what I'd already done in government, I'd had enough, you know, and that did, that did, you know, that did get in the head. And to answer the question, um, I remember the moment for me was the second attack, and it was the phone ringing and our fantastic guys in our instant control room. And it was the one time in my life I can remember listening to that phone call and thinking, this isn't over yeah and 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 i remember having to just take a moment and then go right phones down everybody and away we go again and um it was yeah um extraordinary i mean to give you an idea of scale we had 450 um bomb alerts on the tube in a week following that 450. Yeah, yeah. And bear in mind for part that Because of heightened sensitivity or just absolutely. pranksters or. Okay. Ab- uh, just all sorts. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's. it's it, And it's. You know, I I am proud of the job that we did. I'm yeah. intensely proud of the job that we did. Um, and I'm equally proud of the work we did in the aftermath of that to make sure that if it happened again, we do a better job. And I'm very proud of being part of that as well. And sure. we're, we're better equipped. So it's better. real.
2: those are real things, Daniel. Yeah, it on. is. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know, and it's. And, and, yeah, it's and the to greater a greater de- good of humanity.
0: And to yeah. a de- yes, yeah. and to a degree. That's why when you feel as if you've got a contribution to make in terms of any situation, it does give you that that feeling that I've shown my ability to deal with that. I've shown my ability to respond to that and to respond constructively to that. And you can come up with ideas and a strategy that... Are resilient to other people interfering with it, yep. and that's why it's irritating when people don't listen. <laughs>
4: Understood. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so
2: we do a pass along question. Okay. On the show last night, we had dinner with a young Oliver Jarvis. Excellent. Very, very nice guy. We'd never met him before, and he was fantastic. You've never met Ollie? I know. I've just seen yeah. him around. Oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah. No. But yeah, he was. He was excellent. Um, he would like to know who your least favorite journalist
0: in the paddock is. I think he knows who my least favorite Do you journalist think so? Do you yes. think it was a loaded question? I think it huh. might be. Huh. Um, and we can bleep for you. Yeah, uh. well, I, no, no, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to say it's, it's not, <laughs> it's a difference between personality and output. And I have, I don't have a very good professional relationship with the I just don't like the style of his journalism. Okay. And hmm. I don't like the way that he deals with uh, the Paddock as an asset. Hmm. I don't like that. I think that's disrespectful. He knows that I think that. Uh, we've agreed to differ on this matter, and we don't have a particularly constructive individual relationship. So tonight we are having dinner with a—I uh,
2: believe you pronounce it—it's uh, Andy Preaux. pre pre Andy preo for dinner tonight is French driver. Yeah.
0: preo Yeah. Andy he comes from the same island my father came from. Okay. My was a Guernseyman. Okay. Okay. If
2: you could ever ask a question of Andy preo that maybe we could hide behind
0: any uh any thoughts the question is this what makes you so much better than other racing drivers that you've got the queen to give you an honor and the others didn't still oh. my question oh, still my question the MBE. Okay. okay yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. cuz yeah that's like that's reserved for like F1 world champions oh, yeah. and stuff like that. It's, it's like highly unusual. Yeah. Well, he
0: Obviously, he's yeah. a multiple world champion. Yeah. Right. But, right. It's, but still, Turing it's card. highly unusual. He's a lovely, lovely man. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, was, he knew what he was doing. That was a genius yeah. moment. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's the one. That's okay. the one. Yeah, it's, bit, uh, yeah. it's that.
2: We, 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 we do a lot of video work as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the questions I got the other day was, like, would you guys do a documentary on somebody, like, with a second chance? And obviously, in sports car racing, you know everybody. Is there anybody that if we were going to do, like, a documentary? Needs a second be, chance? Yeah, or, like, a redemption story. Who would you say was I, th- best I think, choice? you know, it's
0: been... It, look, we talked earlier in the interview that, you know, lockdown and mm-hmm. COVID has been a tough time. yeah, and, and it's shown some people, I think, in a pretty bad light. I yeah. think, you know, one guy that's come out this pretty badly um, for reasons that you and I both know and, and aren't right. really for broadcast, right, but right. Uh, unpleasant, you know, I think borderline legal, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, certainly socially unacceptable in most states, I think. <laughs> but bank. I think the, 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 the answer is that it's about time we gave Dane Cameron another go. Yeah. um yeah. you know i think he served his time yeah he's on his way back in some up. ways yeah. quite literally wow okay um yeah. I, I don't know if that's public knowledge but um i don't even know if it's true but uh, but i think he's served his metaphoric time and um, maybe it's time now that he was allowed back into yeah. the sunlight yeah fair
1: sorry dane sorry dane sorry dane what is the wo- wooden spoon award
0: <laughs> <laughs> the wooden spoon the wooden spoon is called tokilt
1: Tockyld? Tockyld.
0: Tockyld okay. is um, uh, a wooden spoon we got from a buffet in Barcelona. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and it's You named stole from
1: a buffet in Barcelona. Well, it's free. Uh, <laughs> it's free. <laughs> the it. yeah. yeah. buffet is free. Yeah. I yeah. presume the cup room <laughs> okay. um, so is free. So Torkild is named after Tockyld
0: Tyre, a Danish racer um, who right. was famous in our world for often Expanding upon the truth, so that the the, uh, uh, the, the the wooden okay. spoon uh-huh. travelled with us uh-huh. for many years okay. and was was handed like a baton of honour okay. Okay. to the person who'd made the biggest cock up of that racing weekend. Famously, I got it often.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, okay. Famously, my business partner Dave Lord yeah. has never won it damn him
1: wow in, in so many years Well, he's so for the, for not
0: paid badly or done things he's it's, always, he's it's, just, it's, that it's just that somebody's always <laughs> done, <you> know, it's <laughs> things like uh, I remember Regis Yeah. Uh, got it <laughs> a mom, might have one, been the source one time, <laughs> might have been the source yeah uh, and got it one year for turning up at Scrutineering having completely forgotten all of his cameras <laughs>
4: Why I show job,
0: up? For the purpose of the recording if you're not familiar with the, uh, the IMSA and uh, the worldwide uh, media glitterati Regis is of course a photographer. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's one of our favorites. Yeah. He is. yeah, yeah the, the little orange legend as we call him. But uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the Wooden Spoon. So, so the Wooden Spoon travels with us.
1: So within the general media community. who. Or specific oh, to no, your group. Specifically, well, yeah. if, okay. if Regis is on the on the, on the trip, roster. it's going to be Regis. Okay, yeah. there's yeah. no
0: doubt about that. It's going to be Regis. Uh, it's usually a photographer. Okay. If it uh, it it, it cause Quite often, you know, I'm carrying the spoon. Therefore, but, but it's often has been me. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Because I'm the guy that generally tends to do the organising for the trip, and so anything, go- anything anything goes wrong, it's yeah. going to be it's my fault. It's going to be a yeah, guy that that takes right. on yeah. all the work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that that's the button spoon. Okay, okay.
2: Um, what does the route master bus mean to you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, <laughs>
0: so the route master bus. Oh, this is a button. it's <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> um, older than I am. Yes. So this is uh, for anybody that knows the iconic London sites, the black cab and the London bus. Yeah. Routemaster bus is the, the last version of the open back bus. Okay. And uh, when I was at the Transport for London, the transportation department, part of the, st- the uh, my duties were to manage the exit of that thing, this uh-huh. icon of yeah. British style and tradition. Oh, like, from, the, from like, p- it, like p- it was being phased out. It was retiring, yeah, as So yeah. these yeah. things were, you know, it's they like were like very, a very old. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's one of two news stories I've ever dealt with where I did receive what were described by the investigative authorities <laughs> as credible death threats. <laughs> so. Um,
1: Retiring his beloved bus
0: for <laughs> being the guy on TV talking about why we're doing it. Um, we also had there is a sp- can, you, <laughs> can, you,
1: can you can you print those and
0: frame them? Yeah. 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 There is yeah. a sports car yeah. story about this. Yes, yeah. in, in um, for the final day. It was Millbrook, right? We, we did Milbrook, yeah. and so we <laughs> took it. We took uh, some modern buses and the very last Routemaster, which I'm very proud to say I've driven. Fabulous thing she is, uh, and we had uh, Guy Smith, right. Right. Uh, for BBC television turned up in his Bentley overalls yeah. and speed tested the London bus uh, speed, speed tested 38 yeah. miles an hour 38, 38 solid uh, yeah. yeah had a thoroughly good time but yeah. uh, it, it's Sienna Reeves drive it so you <laughs> took this thing
2: you did a press event at the Millbrook Proving yep. Grounds where they film like Casino Royale they did and it's yep. like they do rally testing yep. and stuff there well, we,
0: in fact oddly enough yeah um, what happened? We were, on, we were on the mountain course <laughs> <laughs> where that that famous scene from Casino Royale with the DB nine yeah, um, yeah. uh, flipping was filmed, and I'm standing with a film crew on y- the the rear deck of this thing, crawling up the hill at yeah. twenty miles an hour. Yeah. And the Mitsubishi World Rally Team was yeah. shaking down and nearly took us out. And we came out a blind corner. <laughs> took, about, us about, <laughs> well, took us out. I say took us out. Yeah, right. No, you were in well. the way. I don't think that <laughs> have come off well, but um, I, I, you know, I, I could probably have put my foot on the bonnet as it passed. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was that very, close. It was yeah. really close. Yeah,
1: different anonymous source. Yep. Uh, beer juggling at Lamar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is. Um, <laughs> Beer juggling um, comes from the the family we spend Le Mans with and have done ever since I've been okay, there. So you stay at somebody's house. We right do. There. Uh, I, it's yeah. something I explained to PFE on the ACO, mm-hmm. who looked at me like it was. You know, he, he asked me which hotel I go to, I was staying at. I said, well, we don't stay in a hotel. You surely do know that almost all the international media have their own French family, as yes, they do. And um, we've stayed in the same place since 2000, oh, since before, yeah. before I was going. And uh, we've been there since it was the guy who now owns it grandmother owned the house and then he moved in he then built as a little chalet in the in the um in the garden
1: uh, so he's turned it into a thing at now oh, he's, absolutely and they, yeah, yeah. Uh, he and his wife uh, have is, got a kid that this we've sounds seen like the sebring of oh, like it's international yeah. motorsports yeah, very much like that yeah, yeah. Yeah. and
0: you know we've watched his kid grow up and that's been fantastic but the beer juggling thing is the chalet <laughs> has got a raised threshold mm-hmm. and in the early days of the development let's call it like of this that facility building yeah, a deck instead of putting decking down there were effectively these kind of floor tiles which you'd is something like you'd have in a uh, garage yeah you know, right, the, the interlocking yeah. floor yeah tiles, the kiwi tile but yeah. you haven't really leveled the floor nice so nice. le mans for anybody that's worked that race would know it is murderously hard work it's yeah. very long days quite often really hot and the guys were processing photographs inside the uh, chalet. I'm outside writing, ask them if they want a beer. Yes, they do. Go and get a couple of beers from the fridge, mm-hmm. take the tops off, walk into the, um, uh, into the chalet. As, as I put one foot in front of the oh other, boy. one foot goes underneath the tile, <laughs> and I fall straight forward, <laughs> com- comedy-like, lucky not to break both my legs on the threshold. Yeah, okay, yeah. Land full on my face. And don't spill a drop.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> how you do it. That's yes, beer yeah. okay. Like a professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's Luckily,
0: no film exists. And yet you uh, didn't go to college. Yeah. No, I didn't that go to college. No, <laughs> yeah. Just natural talent. Yeah. That's, yeah that's not learned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh,
1: rental cars? Yeah, well, so speaking of um, clumsiness. And crashing. Uh, yeah. W- it seems like you've gone through a few rental cars. No. Bullshit. No. Uh says on is on. rental cars
0: bumping the Audi loan car at the Le Mans car oh, park I did do that yeah. uh uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah, I did do that Th- this uh-huh. was after this was after dinner with Martin Pass from uh, Audi and David Ingram from Audi UK uh-huh. beloved mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. and uh, bought us a lovely dinner uh, in the square where we used to have scrutineering rent downstairs to the uh, car park into a Audi Q7 car which he'd loaned us which I then Backed into a concrete post. That is completely <laughs> true. Yeah, Okay. Uh. that's so that, one. Yeah. yeah, okay. What's the, what's the other what one? About,
1: no, there's more than two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? um, yeah. What about trying to park the Loner Caddy Escalade in Austin? I couldn't,
0: par- I couldn't get it parked. And uh-huh. that thing, that thing was comm- so Carl uh yeah. was behind loaning that one. Mm-hmm. The, my, the, the the bit that I remember from that car Thank was going you. out to dinner. This was, I think, a World Challenge race at Austin. Mm-hmm. A very late. Call to come and do some stuff for Nissan at the time, and um, we went to some pizza joint, which I've been to before. Fantastic place. With uh, Regis, the lovely genius. Mm -hmm. Carl was there. I think Rick Dole was with us as well. Oh, yeah. And it went dark while we're there, and we walk out, and the cars parked down a road. Yeah. Down there, pitch black, no street lighting, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember thinking, okay, well, the easy way to do this is just hit the button, and the thing, you know, you'll see the lights. Uh This thing was like the Starship Enterprise. I've never seen this. I, I, <laughs> honestly, you know, I've been to world expos. I've never seen so much lighting. Yeah. It was so fun. I mean, even I mean, you know, even the PR guy was laughing at the sight of this thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the parking thing. There was something about South, South I don't, Congress. I, that's
1: all I have is ask about the parking. Yeah. But know. it's just
0: un, unfeasibly massive. This thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're an Austin in an Escalade. You should yeah. be. That's yeah, how, that is how we do this you're country. fitting sir. in, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Did you
0: feel free? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Felt ridiculous. So something smaller than an Escalade, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a KTM.
0: Yeah, I did. I did ding that. Uh-huh. Oh, weird how he was like, yeah. "What? No, oh, I never, right. No, yeah, yeah, no yeah. problem. So yeah. Still to this day, don't understand why this I did was, this it. This was in Austria. It was in Austria. Uh-huh. Coming down from filming with okay. Johnny Palmer yeah. in the, in the oh. passenger seat and following the oh photo God, car. Poor kid. So we we weren't c- going quickly. We were coming <laughs> behind the Skoda um, photo chase car. Kids, a Skoda is a car over and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, for, yeah. for U.S. Uh, listeners, uh, the Skoda is part of the VAG group, and it's a uh-huh. Czech company. Yeah, right. And actually, really good cars. They're now. They're yeah, 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 yeah. Based on a VW Golf, this thing was. was quick, But we were, you know, coming down for a coffee, and uh-huh. I came round a corner, thinking I hit a curb. <laughs> um, <laughs> front wheel went up in the air. Yeah. It landed on the rear wheel and punched through the wheel. Nice. Yeah, that's solid. They were they were great about it. <laughs> By the way, yeah. amazing car. Well, if you're ever in Austria, buy a KTM. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah nice nice pitch. Uh, <laughs> is that, was that part of the settlement? Um, yeah. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you did something during the pandemic that I thought was very very classy, very kind hearted. You allowed people to post their resumes from the sport on Daily Sports Car. Yeah. Um, Tough times, people out of work. It was, it was yeah. really tough. Yeah.
0: So the context for this was two things. One is, I remember it well. There was a there was a afternoon we had a week. Uh-huh. Of all we were posting was this is cancelled, this is gone, yeah. this program's yeah, on. yeah. just like about. bad news, bad news. And it was. Yeah. I remember going up and having a conversation with Trudy and with and then on the phone with Stephen Kilby, saying we can't carry on doing this. Yeah. This is not good. This is. I can feel it dragging me down, yeah, you know, yeah. and I'm not immediately directly impacted by all of this. And it was also at the same time you probably remember, Ryan, it was um, the, the Australian Grand Prix, That's right. where they all turned up, yeah. and they didn't get to race. Yeah. Now, now think about this for a minute. A lot, a, a lot of people in motorsport are freelance. Yeah, right. But did they get the first back? Did they get the hotels, sure. get the cost back? Sure. So you immediately know one, there's not going to be racing for quite a while, mm-hmm. and two, there's going to be a lot of people in trouble. And so we decided to do two things. One was we shifted away from news to features immediately because uh-huh. the only news was bad news. Yeah, right. So we'd wrap it up every day or two days to say, this is now cancelled because that's all the news there was. Right, right. And then we started out doing a range of uh, feature material just to try to lighten things up. Mm-hmm. Not just for readers, for ourselves as well. Yeah. But you're right, we, we then put this thing out to say, look, if you've got a skill set, if you're not going racing, mm-hmm. anything else you're doing, just send us some details and we will put those up. And I think we, we ran... 80 or 90 of those.
2: Wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: I know that some people got some business and some people that's got some, some casual work of it. Yeah. But if nothing else, and, and, and by the way, the other thing we did was to try to reach out to some of our journalistic colleagues to say, let's work together through this. Because mm-hmm. if we don't, we're not going to be there when we come out of this. Because yes. we didn't know that stage whether that was going to be three weeks or six months. Yeah. Um, and I still think that's the right way to do it, which is it's too small a business to spend your time kicking the shit out of each other, yeah, and yeah. there's enough <laughs> let's go <laughs> back to an hour ago <laughs> <laughs> it's t- it, th- th- there's enough now, and there will be more to yeah. come yeah. to allow people to be in their own space and to do things well rather than just kicking their own ass at everybody else's, mm-hmm. trying to scramble for you know frankly what's not a great deal of income at the moment, yeah, so the sensible thing to do at the moment is everybody just needs to be looking out for everybody else right, yeah. right. i doubt there's i doubt there's Five percent of the people in the paddock at the Rolex this this year that you'd rather weren't there. True. Even people you don't like. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay? your enemies. It's the same whatever. with me. Yeah. It's that I don't want anybody to have their passion, their business fail because of something that's completely out of their control. Yes. So it's just the right thing. I mean, the right mm-hmm. thing to do is just to is to do what you know we should be doing. Pick up the phone, make sure people are okay. Yeah. I did a lot of that through lockdown. A yeah. lot of that through lockdown. And people did it for me. Mm. Uh, why do you get us? <laughs> we we are both critical
2: about things yeah. on this show and also on our social media stuff. And, and I have been for years on social media prior to DWR. And you've never changed your attitude or demeanor with me at all. No. And other journalists have. have they? <laughs> you. F- no,
0: they <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, Here's, it's a, like here's, here's <laughs> the thing. Right, First things first, it's an awesome product. I will tell you right now and I will say it out loud and please put this into the edit. I think your level five special is the best racing R- podcast you, ever made. That, that means a lot. And that. I'll give you a story about that. So yeah. I've been going on to the guys about it uh, for quite a while and they've not heard it. And uh, the time finally came up when I remembered to download it into the car. Yeah. And we played it coming off the ferry on the way to Le Mans. hmm and I said, Oh, I'm finally going to play this one. Oh, no. know, you know? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody photographers, you know. <laughs> the uh, worst. And it <laughs> finished. And how long is that show run? That no? one's a short one. That's yeah. like 25 minutes or something. Like that. Oh, no, it's longer than that. No, yeah. no, it's long. It's Maybe like 40. Like, it like 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our normals are an hour and a half. That was a short it one. It finished. Yeah. And I heard this little voice in the back of the car going, Can you play that again? Yeah. 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 That's that's a massive vote of confidence. Right, yeah. right. And it's just, for me,
1: so the key is Jeff Brown. <laughs> Just have Jeff Brown, Look, and you'll be fine. For, for me,
2: microphone or Jeff Brown.
1: Yeah.
0: The sport is a joyful thing, mm-hmm. you know. And when we were talking about me coming doing this, you said it's about stories. It is about stories, and to be able to have the trust of people to draw those stories out mm-hmm. and to do it a good human for people to enjoy that experience. And it's not to be an abusive transaction. Sure, because yeah. It's not. Yeah. And it's for me, you're racing guys, and yeah. you know. You're excellent at what you do, Ryan. You're excellent at what you do, Sean. You know, the, the stuff that you were doing, you know, when actively involved with the IMSA pad, it was groundbreaking, yeah. and I loved yeah. it. And yeah. I still but look at some of that stuff yeah. and think, oh, you know. Yeah, you,
1: you yeah. Unprompted wrote this very, like when I was kind of done yeah. a couple of years yeah. ago, you Unprompted wrote this very nice article that is like, to this day, the only thing like that that exists about me is something I can show to, like, parents and yeah. stuff. But My parents. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah my parents give a f-. But uh, <laughs> My mom will be like, tell Sean great job the way. video. And, and he's like, I don't think my parents saw it. And my dad will, like, have a read receipt that says that he saw the text. <laughs> 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 um, um, that came yeah. from a place of realness. Um, yeah. but, uh, but, no, like, it, like that meant a lot to but, me. And it's but, like, you did not have to do
0: that. But no, Of and, course you don't uh, have to do uh, it. Yeah. But the thing you know, is, but that's not a reason not to do it. Sure. It's, yeah, it's sure. that it is that thing about if someone's done something that's added to your enjoyment of something you're passionate about. It's so nice when people say thank you. Oh, it's So nice yeah. when people uh, stop. Yeah, because so like, so like, you're and, the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but, like, well, but, but, but why do I get you? Is the answer is I think there's a kind of common thread in terms of the, oh, the, we just the, sense, it. the sense of humour. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, so. yeah. I like to go around with things with a sense of humour. Yeah. I am um, pretty mischievous about yeah. these kind of things. Yeah. I just am. That's yeah. just the way I am. I do tend to, in the British vernacular, take the piss quite a yeah. lot. Yeah. And I expect people to do the same to right. me. Yes. And i take no offense whatsoever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. Yeah. You've got to be like yeah. about it. Please don't write Continental. You've got to do it in that kind of vein and I think actually what it, what it helps people to know you and trust you sure yeah you don't have yeah. to like you no for sure you know, not. Yeah. But you know if actually you're comfortable in your own skin enough to actually just be a bit self-deprecating which you both are <laughs> you know and if you didn't <laughs> let's face it everybody else would yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, yeah, I, I think
1: my thing is like we're just getting ahead of it <laughs> like,
0: you can't do it like, the, the waves coming yeah. Yeah, yeah you can't <laughs> tsunami warning yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah, we're, we're, we're
1: counter steering before the
0: slide yeah right look that paddock there's Probably five thousand people. Yeah. Four and a half thousand of them are taking themselves too seriously. Yeah, 100%, exactly So it's time right. yeah. for the opposition yeah. to kind of have their voice. And, and I think when you're adding something that's different and pretty unique, and it's Marsh and I have talked about the uh, the, the, the kind of podcast universe, mm-hmm. if you like, yeah. remotely threatened by. The fact that you guys are doing something that's not, you know, uh, you but know. But
1: like we're different. Like what you guys and what we do are no. yeah. different spaces. Yeah. I don't look at yeah. like, and well, also yeah. fans can listen to both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like well, that's, that's the thing. It's I'll never a choice. Yeah. Get past it. It's yeah. a choice. And you it's can the this chocolate is
0: And then vanilla ice cream, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> and it is, yeah.
1: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not like you can only choose one. Why? Yeah. Why am yeah. I
0: doing it? Because I love doing it. Yeah, why am I listening to it? Because I want to listen to it. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's that ultimately there is this thing around. You know, and it's a it's a lesson I've got to learn sometimes, which is you know, if I've got a problem with something, get over yourself. Right. Get over yourself. Yeah. Just just move along a little bit. And it is that 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 thing about the modern world, particularly fueled by social media, which mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. is just bloody yeah.
2: awful. Yeah, it's um totally is, short.
0: Yeah. it's the immediacy of comment that is almost unremittingly negative. And yeah. um, for me, yeah just take some joy in it come to a race you know stand and listen to a car warming up what uh, stand at turn one you know go and talk to one of your heroes go and talk to someone you've never talked to before just just drink it all in and the great thing about your show is it is introducing us to people we didn't know, as sure. well as actually yeah. digging it a bit deeper into people we thought
2: we did. That, that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, yeah. There are things that I take away from the show every time we do it. Like, yep. yeah, yeah. I, I had no idea. And like now yeah. I yeah. hate Oliver Jarvis. Yeah, he's a real piece of Can't yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I Can't mean, stand him. Next
0: year, you know, one, you know, Dame is in uh, Dame's in Redemption now. Yeah. next year. But Jarvis it? is but on Jarvis, his way out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did that. <laughs> 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 Hashtag Jarvis out. Yeah, Jarvis out. Hashtags. Uh, but it's it, it's just keep doing what you're doing yeah. because well, likewise. But I think
2: it's different for for Sean and I. We both know. Uh, certain personalities don't appreciate uh, s- sarcasm, snark, things like that. That, but like taking the piss, like you said, and, and that's a choice. Yeah, right, for sure. But I, but these are mostly journalistic types who yep. I think uh, will be like, "This is supposed to be serious. This yeah. is supposed to be professional. Or this is how you're supposed to conduct." Yeah, this is based on nothing. Yeah. And uh, but you've always based given us what? respect, but also understood like uh, they're, they're having it's a good time. They're being fun. Exactly.
0: Here's the thing. There's room for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody needs to get over themselves a bit including myself. Yeah, like yeah, I can sometimes yeah, take yeah. myself a little yeah. bit too seriously. We, we have reality
2: checks a lot. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
0: Um and then we all got along a bit better and people do better work yeah. in that way. Yeah. And for, as far as dealing with anyway, racism is concerned, it's just great that it's become it's become part of the scene, and you're still doing fun. some of the same stuff, but still trying new stuff. Yeah, and that's yeah great. Yeah. I mean, the TV show was great. Yeah. And sat and watched yeah. I sat and watched one of the TV shows with my wife and daughter, who both enjoyed it. See, that's oh. that's
2: our biggest com- uh, that's our biggest compliment we can get, and okay. we we when we make those, especially even yeah. these, but especially those, our goal is is like, will the other person in the room that's not a fan, yeah. find something out of this? It. And well, when we hear uh, that, that's like, thank that's you. Well, it's, it's yeah.
0: like you said, Sean. Earlier, I mean, we're going to get an Emmy. No, daytime, 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 daytime. So mm-hmm. Other than that, it's, the Goodwin family is It's end. storytelling in an amusing way, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And it, is, it doesn't work if it's overly serious. There's yeah. Times, yeah. When, times when you've got to be serious. And here's the weird thing about that, is if you can carry off being light-hearted, when you change the tone, people take notice. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. Yep, yep. Yep. That's right the idea. point. And actually, your, your um, lockdown um, show... did that well and it was that thing about when you look at the real impact it's having on people and that that talks to people and it's (sighs) people should not find being a human being this difficult (laughs) they just shouldn't yeah you yeah, know, yeah. they should they that's should great. be able to see a perspective other than yeah. their own yeah. more often than they than they do. And you know, sometimes we can all we can all get ourselves into a bit of a cul-de-sac of yeah. you know self-loathing. But the, but the reality
1: well, that also can produce that self-loathing can make TV shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's yeah. what fires you that's through what the fire <laughs> <hour laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. from LA to yeah, Charlotte in yeah. two days. <laughs> yeah, don't you don't you discount self-loathing? <laughs> 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 all right. Well, so people clicking on this, uh, obviously. Loyal sports car folks have, have heard your voice, but they may not know your story. What, what's the sort of Graham Goodwin legacy you want to leave on an episode like this?
0: <sighs> it's 20 years of daily sports car, and it's that 20-year anniversary is coming, at, I think, an incredibly exciting time. I mean, one of the reasons why I'm kicking as hard as I am in this business is to be around for what comes next. And I think as we're all coming out of what's been a really, really tough time, take some pleasure in... The kind of stuff that you guys are putting out, the kind of stuff that we're putting out, the kind of stuff that Marsha and I put out, you know, the racing itself. Let's just try and find a moment to store the kind of the bad stuff and the moaning about this and the nitpicking about that and enjoy what's coming next. You might not like BOP, but it's a reality. And I reckon we'll see a year of the racing in that and no one will moan about it at all. I want people to find the love again. Somebody will find a way to come. Yeah, but <laughs> like, this is That's this so is sweet sports of you to car. Say that. That's a <laughs> But
1: uh,
2: yeah. Well, on that note, I'd say Connell's got the check.
3: Meow, meow.